0: You are listening to The Savage Fincast, episode 89, 2019, year-end review. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance Now we have The Dragon This is the Savage Fincast The show That He's got a frog in his throat. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Scott James. Hey, Scott. Good to have you on again. Uh, glad to be on. Yeah, We're a semi-regular recurring co-host. Uh, <laughs> we may see him on more often next year. We'll see how things go. we see how he behaves here. <laughs> Indeed. Today. <sighs> every every time the test. <laughs> Double Pressure's secret on. probation.
1: <laughs> Pressure's on.
0: Oh, damn it. So, uh, demerit. this is going to be a very special episode of the Savage Cast where we don't really re- uh, review a single issue, but rather we're going to take a look at the year of 2019 as a whole in terms of Savage Dragon and Savage Dragon related. Uh, it's been quite a year. Not a lot of Savage Dragon issues overall. But
2: what we did get have been some of the best.
1: Can agree with that. Fuck yeah.
2: I I would definitely agree with that. And I would say that the art was uh, top notch this year.
1: You can say slim but trim. All killer, no filler. Yeah. What do we got? Seven issues? Seven whole issues. And a contribution from a a listener, Mr. Raymond Cummings, thank you for this. He lets us know that in 2015, we got 10 issues. In 2016, we got 8 issues. In 2017, we got 12 issues, didn't miss a month. And in 2018, we got 10 issues, only missed two. So we're the lowest that we've been in five years.
0: (laughs) I think there was a year there was only two issues can't remember
2: Hmm. exactly what year that was really yeah
3: i had a backup that year i believe when he was publisher yeah yes
2: i had a backup that year and it killed me because i was like oh my god when is this coming out oh my god when is this coming out
3: i blame you yeah (laughs) (laughs) my
2: my shit was done he was busy being publisher man Uh, which issue was that oh god uh that i knew what it was but i forgot and and I did I some did, research on it. I, I know the one that was before it. It was the one where Alex was in uh, looking for uh, Chris Robinson in Detroit, and mm-hmm. she goes to his like house in the ghetto, uh, and in the ghetto, in the ghetto. Yeah, no, that was uh, the issue before mine, and uh, I, I th- maybe one thirty-two. With a question mark? Alright,
0: I'm actually looking at uh, ship dates. It was... Uh, darn it, I thought it would come to me quicker. Uh, no, wait, that was that's weird. Sorry, I'm talking to myself.
1: No, we like it. It's good radio.
0: <laughs> Alright, here we go. Between issues 131, December 1st, 2006, and 132, September 1st, 2007... One
2: thirty-two was my issue.
0: Okay, that makes sense then.
2: Yeah, and I was just like going, "Oh my god, come on! When is it coming out? When's it coming out?" <laughs> you know, I was like giddy as a schoolgirl because I think that was the uh, the my second backup story. So that for me, that was like a big deal. Yeah. So you're not you're not
0: listed on Comic Vine as contributing. That Elitists.
2: It doesn't mean you didn't. It just means that he's not, not 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 logged. Well, I don't know if they mentioned many backup artists at that time. True. They may have. Fair enough. Um, but I, uh,
0: so yes, not the worst year ever, but definitely a, a, a slower year than than usual. But uh, I think it all came down to Eric getting more Marvel work, and, and what was the other reason? Didn't you go on a trip earlier in the year? Um, he he went f- overseas, I believe. few connections, yeah. yeah. Trip to Italy. I think he had two overseas trips this
2: year, to be honest. Damn those Italians.
1: I mean, I tell you?
2: at <laughs> least we get sweet sketches out of it. Well, yeah. It, and I got to <clears> tell you, the, like I said earlier, the, the artwork was phenomenal on all issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, solid uh, across the board. Agreed. So, but I don't want to get the cart ahead of the... Uh, of course.
3: Um, yeah, I think we got a news item, don't we? Yep, real quick. Uh, okay, real quick. One news item. Uh, colorist Nikos Koutsis, uh, and I'm probably butchering his last uh, name. Glad but you, not me. Koutsis uh, <laughs> posted on Facebook. Uh, I guess one of the backups in Savage Dragon 250 is going to uh, feature a character... Uh, an original character drawn by him and written by Joe Keating and, um, you guys probably long-time listeners remember we had Joe Keating on the show way back in the beginning, like, I don't know, maybe it was like episode three or four or something, but he's done ish comics like Glory and Hell Yeah and Shudder for Image Comics, um, long-time Savage Dragon fan they're doing uh, a backup about a character called Yankee Rebel. Looks yep. like kind of like one of those prototype Captain America, Super Patriot type guys. Yeah. He posted uh, an image, and he wrote, uh, "A hero living in the past fights for freedom and independence, and gets to see what people do with it in the future." So apparently, that's going to be a backup, and uh, you'll see it in two fifty. Sweet. Cool. Uh, the image looked cool. I
2: yeah. mean, I, I really dug that, and I, uh, you know, anytime you uh, the, the
3: coonskin cap, kind of.
1: Yeah, the old <laughs> the old uh, Davy Crockett.
3: Yeah, I'm yeah. wondering. Do you guys think that this guy will exist in the Savage Dragon universe, or is this going to be like a separate? That's story? hard to tell. That yeah, uh, that's so hard. to There's no indication, but
2: no, there isn't. You know, uh, and you know eric doing other stories uh that have nothing to do with savage dragon as backups like the 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 current issue uh you never you never can tell you know
3: yeah. so he does that weird thing where he's using like that kind of cardboard look i don't know what 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 that look is called but in the coloring well, he his
2: coloring style has changed, and I really like it. I like what he's done uh, on for me on Juice Man, but he's he's doing it in in Dragon as well, and yeah. it, it's a just. He, he, and he, when I was talking with Nikos, he was saying that he was changing his coloring style, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what he meant until he showed me, and I was just like blown away by it. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's it's kind of more painterly. He's got like some He's uh, uh, got like the texture zip of the zip tone yeah. yeah. The zip tone going in the background when you blow it up. It's uh, there's a lot of textures going on. And I, I really loved what he did early on in Dragon with the textures. And then yeah. he went away from it. And now I think he's coming back, you know, full circle, full bore. And I just think what he's doing is brilliant color wise, right? So, co sign.
1: I think it gets better and better with each issue too.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's really finding his his niche with that. With anytime you you change your palette or you change your color style, it it, it takes you you know a, a few issues to get your bearings and go. Okay, is this is this exactly the way I'm going to go or you know. And he he went with it, like I said, full bore. He he didn't hesitate, and I'm glad he didn't because what he's doing color wise is, I I think top notch.
3: I feel like it's a, it almost reminds me a lot of your stuff too, because you use a lot of textures when you do your your own coloring, at least on the Savage Dragon backups. Yeah, when I when I do color my
2: stuff, and I color out of necessity, not desire or or uh, you know <laughs> maybe talent, I right. just do it because. Uh, I I have to, but, uh, you know, I I always liked the textures. I always thought that the textures uh, gave more to it. I think Nikos does it better than I ever have, Mm. and he knows where to punch those textures and where to pull them back, where I'm always like kind of throwing the shit in your face going, ah, you know, <laughs> screaming <laughs> where, where he's got that subtlety that, uh, you know, I lack, uh, I tend to yell where he, he can modulate his, his textures where I'm just like, oh, I got, oh, sky, oh, ooh, ooh, texture. Oh, let me put clouds. Let me put texture here, texture there where he, he, he's more precise, uh, where he puts it, and I think yeah, he's just getting better and better with it.
1: Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. A lot of rendering too. He's bringing some rendering to the party.
2: Yeah, it um, almost makes me wonder if he's using Painter because he, he's got a. It, Clip there's Studio. more of a. Is it because yep. there's there's a more uh, painterly feel to it, uh okay. and, 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 which I dig. I totally dig. Yeah, Clip Studio
1: can do natural media, so it's kind of cool, emulate natural media, I should say. So it's kind of cool because, um, I mean, you know, if you're a listener and you're like, what the fuck, natural what? So basically, like, uh, when computer coloring kind of started, everything was just kind of more like what they call cuts. So you just see, like, gradients. They'd use gradients and, like, sharp, like, tones and stuff to, like, define things. And when we say rendering, it's like, you know, the cheekbones. You, like, do that with color, whereas it might not have an actual line drawn there. It's just, like, the colorist went in and put some cheekbones. Or blood splatters, or another real super obvious one. But then you get into, like, what Scott's talking about. You got textures. Say you got, like, the uh, cement floor. You got, like, a cement texture to, like, you just pop a texture on there. and It doesn't do all the work for you. Not even fucking close. But... It adds a grit and a grain to it that would be impossible to just do by hand. Be real fucking slow, it'd suck. But then, beyond that, is like there's some of this kind of natural media painterly type stuff, which digital like coloring didn't used to be so fucking good at, but man, they're getting better and better. Modern colors can just like paint that shit up. Watercolor effects, all kinds of crazy beautiful stuff. So, it's neat. We're seeing a lot of that in Savage Dragon. Cool. This was
3: a huge year for that. Oh, hey, yeah. qu- question for you guys mm-hmm. Did we ever get the solicitation summary like for Savage Dragon 251?
1: No, it was a phantom. We never yeah. did.
3: Yeah, we never confirmed that alternate well, reality. So we never got the 251 text? We got Not yet. Well, then we got it now. Oh. Savage Dragon that. 251. Crawling from the wreckage. <laughs> no. Following the cataclysmic conclusion of Savage Dragon 250, Malcolm Dragon has to put the pieces of his shattered life back together. A standalone issue that sets the stage for what's to come. From award-winning writer-artist Eric Larson, a great jumping-on point for new readers. We collapse. We... we collapsed the waveform.
1: We didn't dream it. We no. didn't dream it.
0: Where the heck did you find it? Uh,
3: Newsarama.
1: Oh. Jim, we didn't dream that shit, dude. No, we didn't.
3: <laughs>
1: I think that something got up and then got deleted. That's what I yeah, think. That,
3: that seems to be the case. <laughs> but that's pretty much what you guys said, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: crawling from the wreckage, yep. from the events of 250. So he yeah. can't possibly be ahead on the pike if he crawls from, from anything. <laughs> exactly. that head on a pike theory?
3: Debunked. Out the window.
1: Debunked. <laughs> Thank
3: you, Craig. That's fucking awesome. Good get, dude. Thank you. All right, so uh what do you say?
1: Meat and potatoes, dude. You're no, in review, Raven. Oh.
0: You you got something for us, Raven? Damn, you just got admonished.
1: Yeah. What do I got? Are we got no? You got no
0: memory. It's quiz time. I thought we we're, were doing at the end. We were doing that. at the why end, Why would I we thought. do the
1: quiz at the end? We got to save the meat and potatoes for the end, or it's not meat and All potatoes. Right. All right. That breaks protocol, but we can do this quiz anytime you like. It breaks Jim.
0: protocol. We always do quizzes oh, at, in the second after the news. <laughs>
1: He's scaring Six.
0: me!
3: He's scaring me. All right, You're well, scaring
1: me. Get ready, motherfuckers, because I have got an absolutely brutal lightning round edition of trivia prepare for some incredibly trivial trivia because here's the thing this trivia was constructed not as general savage dragon trivia this was a 2019 year-end review show trivia so every bit of these questions comes from these seven issues and i got a lot of them so we're gonna blast them as quick as we fucking possibly can here's the rules I'm only given five seconds because there's so many of these trivia questions for you to answer. If nobody answers in five seconds, if there's, like, stunned silence, I'm going to say, eh, and move on. And if two people are calling out the answer, I'm going to just say whoever I hear first. So, get ready. Oh.
2: You ready, fellas? You ready, Scott? Uh, even the sun shines on a dog's ass some days.
1: Broke clocks right twice. Hope this is your time to shine. Let's go. <laughs> no
3: shit. Are you going to keep score?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh shit!
1: Get ready. Here we go. False. Which famous author is quoted in the 2019? Charles
2: Dickens. Correct. Oh.
1: What actress is Greta Gearbox named after? Five. Greta Garbo. Four. Who's that? Scott. Scott. Okay.
3: Oh, Old that, man that, Scott.
1: That, that is correct. Greta Garbo. Who came up with the inspiration for the Greta for the Gearbox part of Greta's
3: name? Touch Captain Tootsie.
1: Wrong. No. Uh,
3: Three, Three, two, uh, um, one. Can we keep guessing? Angel. <laughs> we only get one guess. Angel. Who said Angel? I did. Oh, God. Okay. Scott. <laughs> okay. Do we get, can we keep guessing? Or yeah, you can keep guessing. Guess? It's
1: lightning round. Oh, Who God came up it. with the... Oh, that's wrong. Uh, how did PJ smuggle his immortal blood across the border? He, he mule it like
2: dope from Tijuana. Five, four, three, uh,
1: two, one. Birthday present. Christmas gift. You're wrong. Stan Levi okay. left Savage Dragon to go draw what book? Five. Four. Cockaboo. Stripperella. Two. One. Phantom Jack. What, what the was fu- the chained man's real name? First name is the all I need. Five. Oh, Spanky four, Mc- Three. Tickles McDaniels.
2: Two, uh, one. Buttery Nipple Chaps.
1: Wrong. It's Jackie. Uh. Name the three men that the chain man needs to kill to have oh, his revenge f- Moe, Mo,
2: Larry, and Curly.
1: Five. Four. Three, two, one, you guys suck it, t- Clyde Chambers, Cassius Brown, and Bobby Moore. Oh, how did I know Jesus. not
3: know that off the oh top of my head gosh, within yeah. five seconds? <laughs> Come on, guys, yeah. get over.
1: In what, <laughs> wait, 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 over? What? <laughs> in what order did the chain man's
2: victims die? Wait,
3: we
1: start over. What in what order did chain man's victims die? One, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. Five. Four,
2: three. Oh my God. Two, I'm supposed to
1: name them? One. You suck. We don't even know their names for the first question. <laughs> I know. That's why I had to build on it. True or false? Did Gabrielle have gap teeth? True. true. Craig true. Olson gets the point. True or false? Did Gabrielle have dimples? False. True. True. Scott said true, right? It is true. All right. I have voice Scott. problems. It's okay. You got it. Point for Scott. All right. What sports team do we see Malcolm and Maxime celebrating the their victory? Good job, Craig. Mm. True or false? Did Captain Tootsie build a spaceship? False. True. False. Who yelled false? False. I did. Jim yelled false first. I heard Jim yell false.
3: First. This is goddamn aliens. All right. Yep. Stole. He didn't. He didn't
1: build it. He merely repaired it.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bastard. What is the
1: name of Captain Tootsie's rocket ship?
3: Uh, Express. Express. Four. The Razor Crest. Three, two, one. What the fuck? The Rocketeer. Yo, I knew that.
1: Alright, this one's a little bit different. You're gonna say, I got it, and I'm gonna call out your name. You're gonna name as many as you can. Get ready. So, I got it is what you're yelling out, and I'll call your name, then you name as many as you can. Name as many of the Secret Legion as possible. I got it. Craig,
3: go for it. Uh, fatso. All right. Uh, Rollo. Okay. Fucking Fisty. Okay. Five. Uh, that's all I got. Four. I
2: hear pages turning two. Three. <laughs> two. That's
1: all I got. One. You missed Mary Bell and Sweetie. But good job on Fisty. I didn't ever want the How can fisty. you forget Fisty? I, that's pretty damn good. All right. Which of the dragon children was consumed by a demonoid phallus? Uh. Oh, the Maddie. baby. Uh, Five. Four. Her name.
0: <laughs> Maddie.
3: Maddie. I said Jim it. Gets I already it. said it. Did you say Maddie? I said it first. Point for the each.
1: Tape. Point for each.
3: I, thought right. I heard you say Amy. I just I said did it. Maddie.
1: I just do a point for each. That way nobody wins. All right. All right. Get ready. And it was Maddie. Maddie was consumed by Basilisks' wing. All right, next question. What character appears dressed as Santa Claus?
0: Five. Eric, uh, Not Eric, of course.
1: Uh, Thunderhead. Two. One. Greta Gearbox during the snowball fight. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Sorry. Thanks, sharp. All right. I, next that would question. be more Panty Claus. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> she had a full costume on and was only missing the beard. You can't deny that was Santa. Get ready for the next question. P.S. Bitching cost you points. Scott, you just lost a point. All right. What was... <laughs> you like that? This is brutal. It's vicious. It's, it's incredibly petty trivia. All right. What was the name of Walden Wang's partner? Five.
2: Oh, Jesus. Four. Three.
1: Uh, two. Fuck if I know. One. Andrew. <sighs> Get ready. What was the name of Walden Wang's daughter? Five. Zippy. Four. Anita. Good job, Jim. Point. Alright. How many ponytails does Anita Wang have? Four. Three. Five, two. Three. I heard three, three from Scott. Alright, good job, Scott. It is three. What does Celsius do to anger Amy Dragon, causing her to rage out and defeat him?
2: Hurt her punch her. Friend. Five. Hurt her friend. Four. Freezes three, her. Punch him.
1: Two. One. Wrecks her pretty dress. That's right. Uh, that's right. sorry. How many times is it implied? Malcolm and Maxine have sex this year? Five. Four. Three, three, 2 Correct, Scott. Three what? times they are implied to have sex. Bonus question. I'm going to say to Scott, you have a chance to rack up three points. Which issues implied there was sex between Malcolm and Maxine? Scott only. Go, oh, Scott.
2: Shit. Again um, this. I'm going to say 142. Five. No,
1: not even this year. Oh, oh, this year? <laughs> no, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm this sorry, year.
2: 242.
1: Two, wrong. Uh, 246. <laughs> four. Okay, that's one of them.
2: Points. Uh, Keep 245.
1: Going. All right, that's a point. <laughs> Keep going. And Five,
2: 243. Four, three,
1: two. All right, you got them. It was 243, 245, 246. I mean, you only had seven issues to guess, so that's pretty good. alright get ready Um, you could say I got this and I'll call your name and you can name as many of these as you want for a point each just like I did with the uh, names of the uh, secret legion what are the secret legion suggestions for Greta Gearbox's name I got this oh go Scott
2: oh shit um
1: five four three Two one and eh. does anybody else got this? Jim, Craig. Uh, any points any uh, name.
3: Uh, uh ten. I got it. Nine. Oh, go Craig. Uh Robo Girl That's correct. Reader Robot, Sally's Rocket, Automatic Alice.
1: Oh what the f are you reading a wiki? He is totally <laughs> reading it.
3: Cheater!
1: Busted that cost <laughs> you two points. Dude,
0: fuck
3: you.
1: That cost you
0: two I points. not anyone to remember Yeah, like, I was
3: supposed to remember any of those. I'm sorry. There <laughs> were only is seven a, issues. This is a
0: contest of skill as well as knowledge.
1: <laughs> Get ready. Here we go. What is the name of the god Ant is fighting in issue 242? Tolliver. Oh, Oliver. shit.
2: Five,
1: um, four, three, Ragnarok. two, one. Dime store Thor. It's Ragnarok. Fuck.
2: Ragnarok. Oh, you're... A-
1: very close, very close. Next question, who has possessed Ragnarok? Tolliver. Oh, points. I'll give it to you. It was Anthony Tolliver, but Tolliver is good enough. Get Wait, ready. How? Okay. That's pretty damn good to get it at all. <laughs> These are brutal, so I'm giving out. I'm being a little generous. All right. What is the goal of the Illuminati? To
2: uh, Five, take over the world. Four.
1: Three. Control two. the world's governments. Oh, right. One. To,
0: for, for eternal youth.
1: Not quite. I just can't give you points for that. I'm sorry. They want to cause the rapture and survive it. Oh, that's oh. right. Yep, yeah. sorry. All right. Get ready. Name two shitty things that Angel did in 2019. Obviously shitty things. No uh, one. Can I got do. one. She, Go told,
2: she told the babies she, that... Uh, she was the mom. Dad, yep. Okay,
3: all right, Greg. you <laughs> get that
1: one next. Uh, Five, four. She tried to three, have
3: sex with Malcolm. Two,
1: one. I can't give it to you, but you're kind of right. She told Maxine that she would absolutely oh, swoop in.
2: She would, yeah, she, would, she did an <coughs> Alex, because Alex yep. did the exact same thing with her mother. Yep. I should get a point for knowing that.
1: You know what? I'm feeling generous. You get a point. All right.
3: Get That's ready! Some bullshit.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, get ready, smart guys. Here goes. What inspired Angel to tell Maxine she'd take Malcolm if given the chance?
2: Um, Five. I'm guessing
0: four, his uh, salami. Three. Uh, probably no. Maxine's reluctance to, to have, sex. have
3: sex with him. Five.
1: Wow. Well, Moving that to Toronto. Die? No. What gave What gave Angel the, the 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 guts? What gave her the courage to do this? To, to oh, make almost it? dying. Five. The babies not died. looking anything alike. Three, two, one. The shared memories of the combined Earths revealed oh. to her that society didn't have a problem with her you and bastard. Malcolm being you together.
3: You bastard!
1: Get ready. Next question. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> minus Sorry. points. Super no kick. I'm just kidding. Get ready. Next question. What off-panel villain does Malcolm mention wishing had been shown in his comic? Five, four. What? Three. What off panel villain does Malcolm mention wishing had been shown in his comic?
2: I remember this. I'm trying to remember who the fuck the, the character Five, is. Five.
1: Oh, come on. Three. Two. Atomic Eye. Gosh, one. What was that? Atomic Eye. Oh, I know you what? wicked it. I what know you say? wicked it, but you got it. It is the Atomic Eye. All right. Get ready. How many confirmed kills does Malcolm have in 2019? Oh Jesus Christ! Two. two was right. Craig? Two. Seems yes. low. Two. Only two, two on-screen kills. I just guessed that. Totally guessed. Who was it? It was uh, fucking. I can't say because it might actually come up in. Oh God! Damn in it. fact, that was the very next question. Who did Malcolm kill? Scourge. All right, that's one point. Allegedly, and. The other person,
3: five, uh, four, uh, three, the chain man. No, he didn't kill chain man, the chain man's guy, two. the the guy that shot no, the guy no, with the no, gun, no, the
2: guy that that uh, Ragnar, uh, the Ragnar I'm gonna no, he didn't give, kill him either.
1: He didn't kill him either. I'm going to give the chain man's guy some credit because that was who it was. It's Cassius, the chain man's guy, in the hostage situation with Gabrielle. He's his only two confirmed yes. kills. Shot him in the eye. Shot that guy in the I mean, I, I win, right? Game. I win. Awesome. Good no. game,
3: guys. No, but win. keep going. It's real close. Here we go. What was there like 25 more to go?
1: No, not many. How many? Really, we're really close to the end. How many Savage Dragon pinball machines are shown on the cover? One. one. Five. Two. Four, three. Two is correct, Scott. All right. The third one is off the
3: thing. You can't you tell. You don't know what's Savage it. right? So what would you he say, two? Two. Is two the right answer? Yep, two is the right answer. Which okay.
1: guest characters cameo in 2019's main issues, not counting backups? Main issues only.
3: What do you mean? Like,
1: as in they are not Savage Dragon original characters?
3: Uh, Captain Aunt. Tootsie. Aunt, Tootsie. Yeah. I mean, we can't and say Doctor Savannah. Uh,
1: Doctor Savannah is right. Who's the other person? Can't say Captain Tootsie. We can't say Ant. They're regular cast, the regular cast members. They're regular cast members. They're not Billy guests. Batson. Billy Batson is correct, Jim. It's Billy Batson and Doctor Savannah. Can't say Aunt Tootsie because they're part of the regular cast now. So they're not guests. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I don't think anybody would call Captain Tootsie a guest. He was in so many issues this yeah, year. He, he's I... regular. He's regular recurring. He is. Yeah. He was. A, he was in there like a motherfucker. All right. Get ready. What are the names of the captured demonoids the Demon King calls by name? you smart uh, guys that told me last time
3: walk a flock of flame <laughs>
1: wrong
2: walk
3: a flock of flame oh Five. my god it was uh, only
1: one issue ago 5
3: 4 3 gilgamesh remember you don't want <laughs> <slack of black. laughs>
1: you're cheating and i know it but
3: i'm going to count it <laughs> Ganwa Trya. get ready.
1: no more fake demon names <laughs> Who has their virginity mocked in 2019? Uh, Five. Four. PJ. Three. PJ is correct. That Maxine, is so true. Yep. Maxine mocks his virginity. Get ready. What month is Maxine's birthday?
3: Uh, December.
1: Five. November. Three. October. Two. Correct. Scott. <laughs> August. It is October. Gary Fred
3: Maciej made June, July, August. September. Who
1: yelled October? It was Scott, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. How old is Maxine? 25. Twenty-three. Twenty-five 24. is correct, Jim. How many hootin' zoots do we get in 2019? Six. Twenty-three. 23. Correct. What right. the hell? How'd you know that?
3: I just know. I know. You
0: that, probably that's... just thought of a number greater than four, but less than eight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Six is correct. Well, we'll see how smart you are in a second because... Three. Who who other than Captain Tootsie says hoot and zoots in 2019? Malcolm. Five. Four. Angel. Fatso. Two. Fisty. One. It's Rolo upon learning that it is the year 2018. Excluding one-off strip characters... So understand the question here, because there's a chance for gigantic fucking points on this one. This what? is one of those, I got this, and you're going to name as many as you can.
2: So huge chance uh. for a comeback here. All right, because we wait, are real wait, wait, close. Wait. you got to give us an idea of where we are point-wise. No. Okay.
3: Because <laughs> it
1: keeps no. it it keeps it more tense. No. But let's just say that you really, really there's a big chance for a huge fucking rally comeback here. Because this is one of those I got this and you can rack up points real easy, but you gotta understand the question as we go the into The Demonoids it. Wiener. No. Excluding one off strip characters. So by what I mean that is like no like Here's a character from fucking Moonbeard that shows up once, then never again. What guest stars do we see in backups in 2019?
0: I got it. Hillary, Jim. All right, Super Patriot, Mighty Man. Go
1: slow, because I got to give you the points as you go. All right, Super Patriots, right? Mighty Man, correct. Uh, Are we talking about Savage Dragon only or any backups? The 2019. It's got to be the the backup It's like no one-off strips. Okay. And so yes, you can do backups that are not Savage Dragon related. Oh, I, if you I can know. Name I know.
0: It. Okay, Aquaria.
1: Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Feasel. Okay. Uh.
1: Oh shoot! I know at least one more. Five. That's all I got. Four. Okay. Does anyone else got this for points? Uh, sure. Okay, go for it. Mudman. Okay, Ant. hold on here. He's got this. Uh, normally, that'd be fine, but okay. I heard Ant. All right. G-Man. Okay.
3: Does G-Man count? Yeah, G-Man counts. Uh, You said Super Patriot and Mighty Man? Uh, already listed. Yeah, you can't, you can't keep uh, them again. Five. Can, are we also listing, like, main characters are in backups? Like Base- Angel and...
1: No, no. Just, dragon. like, guests. Guests. Oh, oh Dragon guests. counts because he's not a recurring character, so I'm counting him as a guest. So you get that. Alright
3: there's not Uh, many left. Five. Oh, uh, what Night Watchman? Night Watchman counts. Five. And his buddy uh, Kid Galahad. Yeah, counts five, four, Uh, three.
2: I think that's all I
3: got. That's all I
1: got. Scott, do you got this? There's very little left.
2: No, I I threw out Mighty Man. That was the only one I could think of at the time. The
1: only ones you guys missed were monstrous. Spawn, spawn Spawn Oh alright Right, right since, that was in
0: that recolor Yep yeah. And
1: since Since it wasn't a one off strip Since it appeared twice Foxy What? There you go <laughs> mm-hmm. Foxy appeared twice in 2019 Don't worry Doesn't matter Thank
3: you for listening to the Savage Fincast It's been great talking to you guys <laughs> We're out It's been a great episode mm-hmm. You guys enjoy it? Cool Really Peace good. Out. We're almost Bye. done
1: what school snowball fight do the cast participate in? Toronto, uh, five, four, private girls club. Five, four, three. University You're of Toronto. Toronto. Correct,
3: Jim. Oh! You looked I, it up, didn't you? Flipping through his comic. Didn't you? Cheater. No, I Get wasn't. Ready.
2: I don't even have that one in front of me. Lies. So I wait, who said you that? Was videos, that Jim? I thought that was Jim.
1: It was Scott that said university? We got
0: it basically at the, same, at the same, time. same
1: time. All right, points on both then. All right, here goes. Get ready. What real world food is referenced visually for comedic effect? Oh shit! Rice a roni. Correct, Scott.
2: Oh, you fucker! That San Francisco tree.
1: Ding ding. What is the namesake of the Bay Guardian? What is the what? Vi- what is the namesake? Who is the Bay Guardian named like, after? Like,
3: what's his real name?
1: No, who's he named after? Why was he named the Bay Guardian? What was the inspiration for his name, the Bay uh, Guardian?
3: Uh, uh, newspaper? Yeah. Co-
1: correct. Good memory. It is a defunct local San Francisco newspaper. Now, with a bit of a, more of a guess here, but it's okay. Just say, I got this, if you got it. That way I can, or no, these you can just yell at the number. All right, get ready. Just you're yelling out your guess. How many double page spreads did we get in 2019? Oh Jesus, oh,
3: Jesus Christ! Ten. I got this. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say eight. Wrong. No, Who that's, else got that's this? way wrong. Who I, else got this? Because I said t- 10. Issue two.
1: Okay. Wrong.
3: Also, way wrong. Two forty
0: four was almost all double pages, so that's ten right there. Jim. Well, eight. So I'm gonna say 16.
1: Twenty. All right. All year wrong. One last time. I'm going to count five, four. Just yell out your numbers. Five, four, three, sixteen, thirty, twenty five, one. There were only six double page spreads this year.
3: Yeah. Well, fuck you, James. For <laughs> Jim. Not James. Jim, Jim for rubbing my face in it. <laughs> it was. <laughs>
1: Just for, just for fun, just for facts, just for trivia, issue 245 had three double-page spreads, issue 246 had one double-page spread, and issue 247 had two double-page okay, spreads. So I said eight, I, and, eight I have, and
0: that's like can you way hear me? wrong. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, in my mind, uh-huh. a double-page spread includes two pages that have a bunch of panels that can only be read as a double-page.
1: Gotcha. So that's why still, I am high. Still wrong. Because that's issue okay.
0: 244 is loaded with
1: them. <laughs> i get it you're talking about the uh yeah i i thought about it but if there's any panels it's not technically that's a double crap. page spread i yeah, call I'm bullshit <laughs> call the academy um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying commission an artist to draw a double page spread and you'll see what happens get ready here we go how many single page splash pages do we get in 2019
2: eight Five. no that's low
3: 14 four,
1: three 14.
3: 16 13 11 Any guesses? 20 9
2: 14 All wrong 17 It was
3: 12
1: ah. 12 single page Get ready for fun Just for fun Just for trivia Because one of these You'll be surprised How many
3: covers Did we have this year? <laughs> 7 No 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 7 Good, good
1: <laughs> one But just for fun there's, tw- there's 12 There's 1 in 241 2 in 242 one in 243, one in 244, one in 245, five single-page splash pages in 245, or 246, I mean, and one in 247. All right, next you question. Said that was for fun. Yeah, just, I hope you had fun. <laughs> I hope you had fun, you bastard. How many <laughs> issues does Captain Tootsie show up in? Three. Four. Four.
3: <laughs> five.
1: He's only seven issues, guys. Come on. Two, four, four, three, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You. It's dirty pool, but I'll give it to you because of your spirit is six. So which one was the answer? Six. All of them. There's only one issue. He doesn't show up in. By the way, I thought we were. I thought
2: we were talking for the year. Yeah, this year. There's only seven issues. There's only six. he was in six of them. So he shows up six of them. So next question. Which
1: issue is Captain Tootsie absent from? The end two forty-three. Two forty-five. Two forty two. Two forty five is correct. You know what? When I said uh. two forty
0: three, I meant two
1: forty five and that's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which classic Savage Dragon weapon do we see this year? Oh. Five. Four uh, three. Hmm. Shrink Ray. Correct. Mm-hmm. Was, showed up what? in the backup. The Martian Shrink Ray was oh, in the backup, yeah, right. at the backup.
3: 245. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Back that point up, motherfucker. Sh- yeah. What
1: is Malcolm's official title when he beats Powerhouse?
3: Grand champion. Five. Four. Uh, three. Two. One. Big kahuna. One. He's the
1: superweight champion of the world. Last question. I can't believe you guys didn't remember that. So stupid. Last question. Which of the dragon children has the most letters in their first name? Uh,
3: Tyrone. Tyrone, I, no, Tyrone is correct. Maxine's not one.
1: All right. So, you ready for your tallies? Coming in. a shower after that. It's okay. Coming in last. Mr. Scott James. Oh, shit. With 13 points. It's
3: all right. Rookie move. It's okay. It's okay. You're a rookie on the FinCast. You got spunk.
1: Coming in. So I guess we should say, and the winner is, that way there's the suspense. Because if you say second, then you know who the winner is. And so the winner is Craig Olson with 26 points. Fuck yeah. Jim had 15.
3: What's the totals? So, so I can rub it in.
1: Craig had 26. Jim had 15. Scott had 13.
3: Motherfucker. I want drug testing. I am the greatest.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. You survived the absurdly trivial trivia for 2019's Year in Review. And guess what the prize? Your pri- you have a prize. There were steaks. Secret steaks. Do you know what the steaks? secret get, steaks you get, are? You, Omaha you get steaks. steaks.
3: Oh, a year ready? supply of Omaha steaks. Get ready.
1: The secret stakes are: Craig gets to write two pages of a Savage Dragon comic, and Jim has to draw one, and Scott has to draw <laughs> the other. I mean, I'm, somehow I'm, I don't think I'm those fry. That's fine. It's fine. So, and I'll be posting those up for everyone to see. So, congratulations. Craig I hope you're merciful
3: I feel like I won and at the same time I lost yeah I feel like we all lost
1: (laughs) (laughs) whoever wins everyone loses well there you go I hope you had a good time
3: (laughs) I'm going to be sending an Alan Moore-esque script both of your guys ways thank you Raven (laughs) you insensitive (laughs) son of a bitch panel two zoom out A crowd of a thousand looks up to the sky. 700 <laughs> meteors are flying to the earth. What, what I always love is when you 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 get the writer that does the,
2: you know, shooting over the shoulder, and you get <laughs> the, the expression of the face of the person that you're shooting over the shoulder from. Yeah, Over the shoulder of Dragon, you see the look in his eyes as he sees, you know, it, 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 you know meteorites hitting the Earth. You, you you get like this whole kind of shooting behind him, but you see the front of him, but yet you see the. You always get those.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how my script's gonna look.
2: Uh,
1: As Sally is thrown through the window and skids across the pavement, we see Jake get out of the car and scream, "Sally, no!" It's like what? As, As he pushes a shopping cart,
3: <laughs> mine's gonna through be the a Kroger McFarlane parking screen. I'm just going to have a bunch of, like, dialogue in a box.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I think now
0: we Noir. can get to the meat
2: and potatoes. Whew. Tater thank, time.
0: Th- thank you, Raven.
3: This was fun.
2: It was. You, though I got my ass handed to me. It was yeah, fun.
3: Yeah, I'm glad I can finally prove I'm the greatest human being of all time.
2: Yeah, you could flip through the books quicker than the rest of us.
3: <laughs> books?
1: This is my favorite cheating moment. One, two, three, four, five, six,
2: seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: It's not cheating if it's not against the rules. Uh,
2: yeah. I got fucking Rice and you're like, going, you know, done.
3: Hey, man. I got six. You know, I got three. I, I was
1: <laughs> impressed by uh, your knowledge of the Secret Legion. Uh, yeah. He would, and
3: Gabrielle's dimples. You know
1: what? Who got, who I got, didn't get
3: that. Somebody else. Got I got that. Gabrielle's dimples. Very nice. Very nice.
2: I, I had a 50-50 shot.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> too hard.
1: <laughs> well, that was originally when I didn't. I didn't know we were having a guest, and so originally the way it was going to work is whoever got it wrong, the other person would automatically get the point.
3: Are you saying that uh, our guest fucked things up for us? is that what you're implying? No, I'm saying you hurt you're your chances. Make, it wouldn't be the first time make I did Scott that for you guys. Feel bad.
2: <laughs> Hell no. You know, it wouldn't be the first time I fuck shit up for you guys.
1: It's okay.
3: All right. Well, Just, I'm glad you understand that.
1: It's all good. So, uh yeah, get those get that script in, Craig, so our artists can render that l- I want to read those two
3: pages. They the origin be- of Dave the Cyborg <laughs> robot. <laughs>
1: And you can even, here's the thing, Craig, I just want to suggest that you can even just write one page thing for, it can be completely out of context. This shit's going to be dense. (laughs) It can be out of context, it can be just like, you know, just like a splash page of like, uh, you know, like just whatever cool thing you think, or whatever, just saying and, Scott, I'm not trying to beat you out of free work. You can you know, phone it in a
3: little. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll draw so, it with my non-dominant God foot. damn it. I won this prize, and I, now you're cheapening it.
1: <laughs> you know what? Minus four, minus 20 points. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Retroactively, like, take your points away. Nah, it's good. It's good. That was a lot of work. I uh, I was going to count the links of the chain man's chain. Oh, Jesus like, Christ. And I was like, I started on the cover, and I was like, one, two, three, four. Fuck this! I was like, this is
3: insane. God, what am I you're, doing? You're the worst. I was like, no one's gonna appreciate this. Yeah, but we can't be friends anymore. Here's
1: the thing: if anybody can tell me how many, if any listener,
3: no, don't even do this, guys. <laughs> don't, don't give in to this bullshit.
1: <laughs> if any listener can tell me how many chains, don't like, indulge
3: this madness, this tomfoolery.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's I don't want to waste precious human life. That's that's fine. Hey fellas, meat and potatoes time. I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. Meat and taters.
1: So 2019, seven issues, and I think it's important to really quick just say like if you forgot 2040, I mean 2041 or 241. Shit, I'll get it right. I'll pull a Craig. Take three. Take three. Right. Boom. Issue 240, kind of, if you recall, was the gigantic demonoid throwdown that ended with um, Freak Force and everybody just taking on the demonoids, and fucking Malcolm, you know, is just sitting there in bed, and it's all grim, and he's like, everything's changed. Uh, You know, Freak Force is illegal now, and... It's, you know, so there's no more getting out of jail free with Freak Force anymore. And, uh, you know, also, too, Maxine had just been, you know, sexually assaulted by Basilisk. And so the headspace we're in when we entered this year was really an interesting one because um, 240 set up a pretty grim kind of status quo for the book. And Mm -hmm. so going into 2019, into these issues, our first issue is fucking Captain Tootsie. And I got to say, this was not a grim year. Shit was pretty good. Pretty. I liked it. I thought it managed to dodge that grim tone set up by 240. And I thought it managed to uh, deliver, you know, serious. so there were repercussions. We kind of talked about how Maxine's assault was going to be dealt with. And I thought they were pretty, you know, it dealt with pretty heavy stuff while at the same time delivering a year. This is the year undisputably, undeniably of Captain Tootsie. Yes. 100%. I mean, as we discussed, he was in six of the seven issues. Um,
2: He's almost so, taken Daredevil's uh, yeah. uh, role. Where Absolutely. where Daredevil was the mainstay there for a while, I think Captain Tootsie and those, uh, you know, the, I, I can't remember all the... the Secret Legion. The, thank you. I can't mm-hmm. remember all their names. Uh, but it, it's almost like the, he's taken over that, that role of Daredevil uh, and the wise and guys. And the little wise guys, yeah. yeah. So, Although I will
1: say I think that Captain Tootsie is infinitely more interesting as a... Um, sort of partner in crime um he's already done way with his differing morality he's already been more interesting and engaging than
3: daredevil to me oh yeah absolutely i think so
1: yeah like undeniably um he's a super smart guy super strong and uh also i don't ever think i don't ever really recall daredevil being funny and Captain Tootsie has seemed funny and interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah. Daredevil was more like the straight laced Captain America type. Kinda. Well, and
2: I can see why Eric did that uh, Hulk uh, Doc Samson throwback kind of cover because I think that's what you what he's kind of trying to imply between the two of them, where Doc Samson was more of the the intellectual brain, where the Hulk was more of the the brawn, and the the yeah, I, I think. That's kind of a, a tip of the hat to that. I could be wrong. Well, also,
3: also Doc Sampson's costume was based on Captain, Captain Tootsie's. Captain Tootsies. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, it was Eric paying homage, you know, uh, with Captain Tootsie to that. Uh, and I, I really think that he he focused, you know, with the intellect. And. You know, the science, but yet the brawn, but the brains behind it, not just, mm-hmm. you know, very Doc
3: Samson-like. I I wasn't sure how I felt about Captain Tootsie after the first issue, but he's really grown on me, and it's been kind of cool to have him around. The thing I like about this year was kind of like the re-emergence of some of these other cast members, yeah. like... uh even PJ showing back up uh, Frank coming back in the picture um you know some of these other guys that we hadn't seen in a while and then some of these new cast members that are kind of like become part of the family like Captain Tootsie and like uh Greta Gearbox Gearbox. yeah yeah yeah. so kind of getting some more supporting characters that are getting you know more established
1: It's kind of oh sorry go ahead
3: I was just say I'm not a fan of like the kid gangs so and it seems like he's kind of pushing the secret legion a little out aside whereas like daredevil the the little wise guy is always kind of stuck with him i feel like you know we kind of seen the secret legion and a couple of issues and then they he kind of
2: well you know, and, and isn't there and well him. isn't there a comment in there maybe I'm yeah. it about it, it weird him hanging weird, yeah, dude. you hanging out with kids and he's like well, well, what do you mean? Uh, you know and I think on top of I think that leads nicely into kind of pushing them off to the side, you know, where on
1: top of that, um unlike the little wise guys, uh the Secret Legion actually Rolo's brother is buddy. And so Rolo yeah. actually has Family, His brother, who is an old man now, Yeah. Uh, but Rolo has family that the basically you would assume the Secret Legion can kind of sort of be around or be with, you know, because obviously Rolo and Buddy would be like, you know, Buddy the security guard for the listeners who may have forgotten. In the very first issue, 241, he's the security guard that, uh, you know, lets Tootsie into the lab um where he's trying to rescue the legion and get the rocketeer back to earth but basically yeah there's a way for there's a narrative story way for the secret legion to sort of you know logically be gone whereas the yeah. little wise guys didn't have fucking
3: anybody you know but right and to been. add that scourge destroys the rocketeer ship so that's kind of out of the picture now as well
1: right plus you can get the idea that unlike the little wise guys who just kind of seem like dumbasses i'm sorry I mean, they fucking, you saw How the... How
3: dare you, they're children. You
1: know, dumb bastards, little dumb bastards, got butchered by Dart, like, they're <laughs> the greatest legacy. Instead was of the little
3: wise guys, up.
2: little dumb bastards.
1: Little dumb uh. bastards. But like, basically, the Secret Legion are smart enough to pilot a goddamn rocket ship. So these are not worthless characters or kids, like, this, like the little wise guys kind of like, I don't know, what whatever good were they going to be? Meanwhile, the Secret Legion were kind of like children adventurers, so... I don't know, I think they automatically have more value just off that. But they're not in the book too much. That's a cool thing, is they're not around and annoying, they're just, you know, they're there.
2: Their background.
1: Yeah. And I thought that it was an interesting year too, um, aside from like, you know, uh, like the year of Captain Tootsie, uh, I mentioned it briefly, but I guess I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Is it was also, this was, these seven issues, uh, there were con- constant updates and repercussions and check ins on, you know, Maxine's mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, yeah,
2: I, I thought that was a really kind of neat twist to the story, especially her uh, growing dependency on the alcohol and yeah. for any kind of intimacy with Malcolm uh it's like each time she needs to be a little bit uh tanked yep you know to 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 let that part of her you know release or or back out and that issue where she kind of flirts with PJ uh was yeah. the first inclination of the old Maxine but it was alcohol driven not yeah. where before it was uh her own desire her own drive uh now it's being fueled by uh
3: some... self medication yeah, exactly yeah. and she gets wasted at the birthday party uh, so there's a lot of getting drunk yeah um and then like to add to that you get the like the drama that we kind of talked about with the angel and the quiz where she's kind of she was kind of being a real prick this year
1: yeah yeah angel was shitty uh
2: I I don't know I don't know if she's being shitty or if she knows that what she wants and she sees that Maxine is not doing what Maxine needs to be doing to keep her man number one. Yeah, but that's still shitty. It it is being her being Ma- you know best friends, but you know I'm also seeing that you know okay yeah she aborted uh, Jackson, but. You know she's wanting to be a part of his life, and you know how how do you do that and you know, yeah, she's making the wrong steps, but again, someone who's i'm guessing if maxine's twenty five angels about the same age, right you right. know uh, you know making those same dumbass mistakes. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, thinking of okay, well, uh, this is what I want. Any any kid that age, it, you know, and I still say kid. I'm I'm an old fuck, but uh, <laughs> you know, any any young adult that age, it, they still have that egocentricity or that egocentric uh, where it's about them and th- what what they need per se, not what's best for. You know, the whole or, you know, where she's not looking at what's best for the, the, the kids, uh, right. but what her needs are. And I think Eric is doing a really cool job of doing that underlining of the, the, the modern day youth where how, they, you know, in this latest uh, issue, uh, how, how they're cell phone driven. You know, where yeah. it's all about them and and the social media and that social aspect. And I, I just really think he's doing a cool job of layering that. Uh, I don't know. It seems a bit boomer to me.
1: <laughs> Let it out, Purcell. What are you thinking? I think anyone
0: who goes, oh, today's youth pay too much attention to their cell phones really are the ones who aren't paying attention. To be honest. I think it's a...
1: I don't, it's not a gag I find funny. So you didn't like that? I thought it was pretty amusing.
2: Nah. Well, and I guess I... You know, maybe it's me being a boomer. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I, I don't get the, the whole boomer thing. I guess I don't. <laughs> maybe it's the boomer in me not getting the boomer thing because... You're too young to be a boomer. So well, that, that that's what I that's what I don't get when my kids go. Oh yeah, you're a boomer. No, I I was not. Your grandparents are boomers, baby boomers. All,
0: all a boomer is is someone who's out of touch.
1: Yeah, language is liquid. It, it, it didn't used to be that, but that is what it is now. So they're someone just calling you perceived
0: old. to be out of touch. They're calling
1: you a fogey.
0: Well, you're just a I, fogey. I'm a
1: fogey then.
0: Any anyone I, who paints the generation with a brush tends to so, get labeled
3: a boomer.
1: So let me ask you this, though.
3: Or or what? Or just criticizes?
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, if you don't take <laughs> into account, you know, our you know, our situation, our situation is different than your situation. You can't judge us based on whatever criteria you grew up on. I feel
3: like the OK boomer is more critical.
2: <laughs> oh, not me. Oh, no. <laughs> I just
3: where you're just uh, dismissing anything.
2: Yeah. Because it doesn't well, fit your... Well, that's how it's your... always been. But, well, yeah, yeah, okay, because you dis... Eat it, oh, Grandpa. I'm going to dismiss you, old Yeah. Guy. Oh, you're, yeah, you're just a boomer. You don't get... Well, you're not listening t- to what's being said.
0: Yeah, but that that's the joke. That's the hypocrisy. That the boomers don't listen. So we're going to give it back now. Hmm. No, so there's
1: shades of gray to this discourse that don't necessarily pertain much to savage dragon however yeah uh, I, I just will... i
0: just but but people getting obsessed with cell phones is a is kind of a tired joke that I don't find very funny
3: I understand and, it though. Here, I work with a bunch of people that are afraid to communicate with people let, they just want to text. let me explain something
0: let me give you some context here. I was the kid who walked around reading a book all the time. I always Mm -hmm. had my nose in shit. Mm -hmm. So if I had a cell phone, I'd have had my nose in a cell phone. It's not about ignoring the world around you. It's about the world around you not being worth paying attention to. But
2: you know how many concerts I've been to to where you've got...
3: Everyone's gotta record everything. Exactly. They're and not watching just it they're the they're, they're watching it through the, the, the screen of the, the or phone and texting see, their friends about it. <laughs> live
2: streaming it and they're watching hey, it through the phone instead of actually one seeing person's it.
0: way of enjoying something is their is their way of enjoying it. Your way is but different. If, you can't judge someone based on the fact that their way of enjoying things is different. No,
3: the the problem is that it's impacting everybody else, like people walking down the street with their head in the phone, not looking where but they're again, going. But again, I was or, the kid was every... who was reading a book while I was walking. Right. You don't and need a cell you phone to do something. You don't, yeah, sometimes, not
0: always. I was pretty good about it.
3: But see, you might have been one person. Everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody's doing it now. I'll, eh. I'll, me- I'll mediate it. Let me mediate a little bit here.
1: So basically, because this is is not Savage Dragon-centric, we don't want to get into this too much. Let's just cap it off by saying that whether you like the gag or not, uh, it is certainly an observation to be had that there are portions of the population that can be a little too into
2: their cell phone. Let me me, me put it this way. Okay, Boomer. The situation... (laughs) I'm just glad somebody else is being called a boomer.
0: The situation in the book Mm -hmm. where things are exploding around you and you're not paying attention, there's some interesting commentary about that, about how violence in our countries is becoming ubiquitous. You don't even notice it anymore. Right. But I felt
3: like, Or there's the people who just want to videotape it. Right, but that's... Videotape is such a boomer word, right? But
0: (laughs) but rubbernecking is as old as humanity. People always want to see the car wreck.
3: But not everyone. It wasn't in the past. Everyone didn't have devices. Yeah, if, Everybody, if every single did, person's got a recording. And if they device did, now. you
0: don't think they would have been recording it.
3: It's. But I don't think this voy- is necessary. Voyeurism this, is human nature. But I don't think this comic is saying anything about boomers because if you look on the cover, it's old people, young people. It's just self. It's just modern warfare it's modern it's technology this is how everybody's acting nobody's paying attention everybody needs <laughs> to record things and
1: i think that's why the joke works because there does it doesn't really like target youth uh there's just a bunch of people No who use because their cell it, it,
2: and we've seen
3: old young uh all do the same thing, it, you yeah. know, uh,
2: It it contra- someone
3: needing help or getting hurt, and everyone's just recording instead of right. helping.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I think that's more the commentary than it, it lean rather than saying it leans on a tired trope. No. Which Jim, it's just, not
3: young versus old in this. Let me no. just say that
1: I I get where you're coming from, Jim, but I don't think that that was the punch being pulled here. I I think it was more commentary just about you know cell phone usage and how people react to shit happening. I'm you. pretty
0: sure if my street is blowing up in front of me, I'd be running, not looking at my cell phone. You'd that's, be
3: surprised if people be videotaping that's, it. That's
1: you though. I mean, I've seen people putting themselves in danger it, to say. record stuff. Yeah, I, I don't no, I'm not, think I'm not.
0: I'm not saying someone won't put themselves in danger to record stuff. I'm saying they would react. They wouldn't have their nose in the cell phone during the event.
1: They would you know, so I got a acknowledge story. it. I got a story, though. Let me help you. This, this Just to help you. It's really a, a joke. That's why I say it's a joke rather than commentary. I don't really think that that was shooting for deep commentary. I think it was a joke. and uh, It's a joke about obliviousness, and it used a cell phone. But here's a story just super quick. So on my day job, um, my coworker has a stroke, and I have to call 911. This is all real. And uh, there's an older fella in the uh, other room, and he's just, you know, playing around on a computer or whatever. And uh, 911 first fire department shows up, the first responders, and they uh, treat my friend and then uh, my co-worker. (coughs) And then the uh, ambulance comes, and then they wheel this guy out on a uh, gurney. And the whole time, the fella that's in the other room there, in the computer room, just completely fucking oblivious. He doesn't notice the whole time. And I'm talking, there like, the guys came in, and they were running and moving stuff, and they pushed a gurney. The whole time, he missed everything, 100%. And the sirens were going when they pulled up to work and everything. The point is, is that I think that's why I think there was no attempt, I think, to make a commentary on society more than it was just a joke about obliviousness and cell phones you know young old whatever i do think that there are large chunks of the population that can get absorbed in them and so i i just think it's a joke i don't think it's really social commentary not really that's just me i I could be wrong i just
0: consider it low-hanging
3: fruit i don't know that's me what's that i was looking at my cell phone (laughs) (laughs) oh you fucking
1: dick (laughs) <laughs> so so basically uh more or less Shit. i don't feel like i really got it out of you what i was wanting i was glad that the maxine malcolm you know trauma was not like hand waved away we had a huge discussion in 240 uh when it hit like oh man how's this going to be handled you know how is this going to be dealt with in the book what i wanted to get from you three was uh, your thoughts and feelings on how you felt like were you satisfied was there something more you would have liked to have seen please discuss you know something well i I
2: really think that uh i like how eric is handling it with herself medicating and not necessarily dealing with the emotions that she's having and that intimacy that she was so willing to give with malcolm and, you know, be it Angel or uh, Angel and whoever was willing, is now, you know, she, she's way more reserved unless she's, you know, been hit in the sauce. Um, right. I think it w- really spoke volumes when uh, she came on to PJ and had to apologize.
1: So you like the self medication? Is there any area which I, you, you know? Would I like don't know if I, I,
2: I don't know if I like the self medication. I, I, okay, let me rephrase that.
1: I, I don't mean to say that you enjoy it. I mean to say that you think that that was a, uh, you know, a good way to show that she's not dealing with
2: it properly. Yeah. No. And I, I, I think Eric is using that as a great tool to show. That Angel, or not Angel, that uh, Maxine's going through some really, really tough shit. I mean, being oh, torn yeah. to shreds by a demon pecker, uh, you know, only God knows, you know.
3: Maxine is probably the most complex character ever Absolutely, Savage Dragon. I, absolutely. Uh, just the craziness, the, you know, the whole, the rape issue before that, like, the sex addiction. I mean, she was going to a shrink uh the she died she's seen she got, hell she came she's back twice now she's, she's got died alcohol twice, issues yeah, yeah saw uh, heaven and saw hell yeah um it's so i can't imagine as a character and she lives right. in this universe where there's constant threats against her family right. she's got a baby that can electrify her um she's taking care of kids that aren't hers and they're all superpowers. And her best
2: friend is wanting to uh, swoop in uh, and take
3: take Malca, or, She was yeah. on a, she was on a TV show, so the whole world knows she has problems and has seen it.
2: Oh yeah, the sex so, tape too.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all gotta like come crashing down at some point. I'm wondering if anything in, in 250 is a result or anything like that. But um. It's, like, I see this year as, like, a giant cry for help from her. Her And I. it'd be interesting to see. I was really interested to see how, she, you know, things were going to happen after the rape and all that. Like, And they kind of seem pretty realistic in a way, like, with the alcoholism and stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't expect her to become just a happy, normal character. Yeah, that was my
1: main thing I just wanted well, to say. And, Where and, yeah. I think it succeeded is that it wasn't hand-wavy. It didn't wave this away. It dealt with it.
2: I, I also think the aggression that she has towards Malcolm in, uh, in the snowball mm-hmm. fight scene and how you know, she, she's throwing snowballs at his junk. And, and he's like, Are, do you want to push me away? Is that what you want? Yeah. And she's like, well, no. And he's like, well, no, I don't want that either. I think that was a poignant moment, uh, it was very subtle but poignant moment between those two characters, and Absolutely. Eric does a great job of sprinkling those in. I almost wish that he would do more of that. You know, we, we get these great clobbering fight sequences. Uh, I just wish mm-hmm. uh, he he would you know hold out his little zest hand, you know, and and, and sprinkle more <laughs> zest. Uh, those those poignant Zestance. moments, uh, because I th- I think it. it that's great character development especially between uh, you know those two main characters because you, you could see the love between them and i'm not talking about the silly nicknames that they give each other but where they show that you know malcolm's like what are you what are you doing is this what you want this isn't what i want is this what you want well no well then let's let's try to work through this
1: and i and you even like malcolm shuts down opportunity he has opportunity to step out of this bad situation, and he doesn't want to. Oh, yeah. He wants to stay and fight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and I almost wish I saw more of that fight than the actual physical fights in the book sometimes. I almost wish there was I feel more like it of that. Was,
1: I feel like it was paid pretty good attention to this year. A little yeah, bit of attention every issue. But when you say that you'd like to see more... Um, can you sort of uh, pin that down a little bit more? Because I feel like we saw them talk a lot, and even in their intimate moments where they're just alone at night, you know, talking through their problems. Like, what more would what what's lacking? What would you
2: like to see? You know, when you see them talking, it's it's like a page. It's just like a, a mm-hmm. page here. You know, I, mm-hmm. maybe spread out. Boy, I, I don't. It's tough, you know. Um, I I just wish that it was those more intimate moments were were dealt with. You know, we we get like little snippets of, you know, what Angel says, but it's just like a splash here and then we go into a big fight scene. I, I almost wish some of those things were built upon a
3: little bit more. So like not the need to have a, a knockout drag out fight every issue and focus more on the
2: intricacies of the characters' relationships. You know,
3: yeah. uh, wasn't wasn't he toying? What didn't Eric? He did I say swear, something about that. He say yeah, like would you guys I buy would. Dragon if I it would. was more of a like soap opera type thing? That's,
2: that's part of the reason, what I'm doing with Juice Man. I I, I like that. I you know I want to see more of that. I loved. That issued the opening uh, scene with the ant uh, in uh, one or two forty-two. I keep saying one, mm-hmm. uh, two forty-two. Where you know you have the snowball fight, and yeah. you have that you know angel, f- you know with uh, with Frank, and just that that snowball fight, and then you've got that that. I mean, it's one page. It actually.
3: But honestly, I I think that issue, if you look through that issue, I would say maybe half that issue is, like, character development in in discussions and half of it is fight. Yeah, no, no,
2: I... Which I think is pretty good. Yeah, no, I... That one was a solid issue. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. The action... uh, You could have action being a snowball fight and those little intimate moments, like where Angel tackles Frank and you know, plants a kiss on him, pins him down, and plants a kiss on him. Um, and that, uh, thought that was a great opening. You know, uh, right. Malcolm taking care of Maxine. That was a great bit of character development when he thinks he, she's sick. Uh, you know, we we've got all of that. I I, it, I guess. Get, and I hate to say that I, I I'd like to see more of that, but I'd like to see more of that. I, and if, if you say, you know, I- expand on it. Um, I, I don't know how he could do it more and still show the action that he shows. And I think that's where Eric mm-hmm. posted that or put that out there that I don't know if people would buy the book if there wasn't all of this, you know, in your face kind of action. Um, but
1: you, I personally would be down with it. I do actually think, for sales, it would be bad. But I don't mind. I wouldn't mind an issue here and there. Yeah, and I think an issue. All right, so in, in a year that is not seven issues, in a year that is like twelve or ten issues, I think that you've got more room to breathe. So yeah. I think if he gets this out more frequently, he can have his you know cake and eat it too. You can have. <laughs> An issue out of twelve be nothing but talking, if it's sandwiched between two slugfests. And I'm not even
3: talking.
2: I'm not even saying talking. You know, talking heads. You know, I I remember you know issues of Dragon where you would have uh, Dragon going out on dates with. Uh, rapture yeah and just that intimate thing and there might not be a big slug fest or there would be a little bit of something but just to build more upon
3: that i guess the wedding issue or the issue where he was doing the commercials yeah
2: yeah i mean there wasn't a there was still action but it was
3: well drawn and well written and a great story I mean, the other way to get around some of that stuff, too, is, you know, you can put some of that development and backups and have guest artists draw some of that. I'm into like, that, too. I guess guest artists would want to draw more action and well, stuff. Well, yeah, that's just – because they want to try to get
2: themselves into mainstream comics, and the way to get into right, mainstream right. comics is to, you know, to do the slugfest, you know. Uh, right. I mean, I enjoy drawing a slugfest, but I also like drawing, you know, those, those scenes. I mean uh, – both did yeah. it really well, uh those intimate scenes and the the characters that Eric has lends itself and I think you know with the seven issues that he did this year, I think you know uh he he uh, and maybe it's because there was only seven issues. I think there was a few things that were kind of uh ended abruptly. More so than
3: I I would have liked. So, for my opinion, and, and I totally get where you're coming from, my opinion, I feel like this these past seven years, I feel like there's been a good mix of the back and forth. Um, I do feel like I'm getting a lot of character development with the family. I feel like having the kids in the book kind of forces a lot of that because you got to show how the kids are developing and growing. You can't just leave... You know, with other characters, you could leave them out of the the comic for, like, you know, six, seven issues, and it's fine. But I feel like having the kids around with the real time, like, you've got to make an effort to, like, put a few scenes and issue in with them. And that spurs a lot of the the character development and scenes around the dinner table or whatever. Um, So I'm kind of happy with that. I do like my Eric Larson fisticuffs. So... Even if it's a a couple pages, little battle or whatever, I'm I'm not saying that it's got to be all – every issue, I wouldn't mind, like I said, an issue where it's just talking if it was one issue. But I would would miss like Eric's premise if if it went to more of a soap opera type thing and no fighting. I would – that would be a huge hole for me like – Savage Dragon to me is about knuckles and
2: well, he does and... such great action sequences. Uh, I mean, it, right. he's a modern-day Kirby in that aspect and uh, how he does right. that. So I get that, but you know, it, like I, I and I agree with you. I think if it was, you know, maybe every third issue or every fourth issue, you know something like that where there was a little bit more development i think that
3: would and i guess that's what i'm saying is that if it was and i i I feel like that though is more to like i feel like the one and done issues that we've been getting uh, you know leave less credence to doing those kind of talking head things because you know something's got to begin, start, beginning, and end in each one of these issues. And I feel like more of the story arcs, where maybe there's like three issues or four issues story arc, leaves more ability to do the talking head stuff. I So something I wanted to throw
1: in, something I wanted to throw in right there, you kind of like bring up a great opportunity for me to do it, is that as I was, uh, you know, reviewing these issues, rereading over everything for this year-end review, I actually found myself... Being surprised by just how much actually did happen this year.
3: Con- and how much connected.
1: Yeah, and how much it actually... Because the thing is, is I know that we've been bitching and crying about the uh, standalone era. And then it actually did start to grow on me. But then when you... Uh, it's funny, if you throw in one more issue uh, to this year, it makes a world of difference. I went back and read 240 as well to lead into this year and it was just amazing because it really is a solid through line of the demonoid invasion and then they're just kind of around a little bit and they've kind of changed they changed the you know atmosphere of the book with the freak out being gone and then boom here comes the demon king and then you know he takes them on out and also scourge gets sort of wrapped up and it can like yeah but like i first like when it happened i was like but then as i read everything all at once the through line kind of the continuity that we Mm -hmm. feel like we're not getting it actually was i was surprised by how much more it felt there when i read it all at once and so i think kind of the start stutter pace of the way we've been getting issues has kind of been hurting our impression of things too that could Um, be true I was surprised. I'm just saying I was just that's all. That's my entire thought is I was just shocked by how
2: well it all read together. I guess I was looking yeah. more out of scourge than what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I, I I guess I saw him as I was like, Okay, this could be a really cool villain. And we haven't had this kind of villain since you know, uh it, Oh, you know, the Overlord. The return uh, yeah, of Overlord. Overlord. or, you know, uh, uh, Damien. You know, we, we haven't had a... Uh, to me, Dart is... is uh, do I like Dart? Yes. But it, uh, to me, uh, she is not nearly the same as some of these other characters. And I got a really cool kind of Hobgoblin feel. From Scourge, mm-hmm. and I, I just thought, yeah. oh, this could go. And when he came in, and he wiped out the mafia, uh, and in uh, Toronto wiped out the mafia, and he was taking over. He, he showed all of this great promise, and then to be taken out with just that, you know, little finger poke to the chest. Uh, to <laughs> me, that yeah. that just I. I I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more conflict Uh, about the time, you know, Okay, that what that was their second meeting. So, you know what I realized
1: or what it felt like more, actually, upon my second reread is that uh, Scourge really would have been just treading familiar ground. Whereas out of nowhere comes the fucking Demon King, but then he wasn't quite as out of nowhere as it would have seemed. Like, I feel like initially, of course, I was like let down that such a cool visual, uh, you know, got greased. And of course, it's exciting to think about Canadian Malcolm, you know, Malcolm getting his overlord or whatever else. Exactly. That's what I'm about. Like yeah, I need yeah. that. But I got to tell you, after rereading it, I was like, you know what? I don't think Scourge was it. He was built up like a heavy hitter or whatever else, but he really would have tread I think way too familiar you know,
2: grounds. Maybe,
3: but that's fine, but well, give me I guess somebody. That's
2: where we're getting like, all these cool visuals. <laughs> I mean we got the chain band, great fucking visuals. We got all these great gone. gone. Uh Scourge. Gone. <laughs> we got we've got these these characters. We and we don't have that you know
3: reoccurring yeah, villain and,
2: and I guess that's where I'm saying where we build
3: and Scourge was kind of getting yes, that he way was. too
2: where we build on those arcs or Stefano Damara, we, we build on those arcs <laughs> to where we we get to know this character and, and that's where those subtle small things I mean there could have been so much more character development with Scourge yeah uh,
3: Raven I gotta, I gotta disagree I just want to butt sorry. in for one second when you're saying much more character development scourge i mean don't forget scourge was this like geneticist guy that started he wasn't just like a mobster like overlord and he wasn't an alien time guy like dark lord i mean this guy could have been like the next uh uh i don't know what's the equivalent for like marvel like um the high evolutionary or something like that you know like he could have he could have played that role and that's kind of a villain we don't really see that much um Or we haven't seen been taken to like the you know super arch villain role, but I just I I I want somebody that's gonna be Doctor Doom that's gonna show up, get defeated, come back fifteen issues later, you know, and that's kind of like what Overlord twenty one issues before he got before he bit
2: the bullet twenty one issues.
3: And then how many times did he come back? Exactly.
2: This I think was a prime opportunity to build that character, and I think it was lost. Uh, and I don't know
3: why. Um, and don't don't forget, Dragon. The original Dragon had a lot of characters that came back. All like a lot of the the minor bosses from Vicious Circle made appearances. Uh, the Fiend had a pretty decent run. Uh, you know of course, Dark Lord. Um, who's the guy from the Void? Uh, death, seed. Uh, dark, death Seed. Death Seed. Death Seed. Yeah. He yeah. didn't really come
0: um, back. He died and got replaced a couple times.
3: But he was, yeah. I, I mean, I just felt like there were more major villains, and it wasn't like you know the guy makes two appearances and he's killed or both. one appearance. I mean, uh, going back last year, we
2: there were some really cool character designs. That Eric has done and they're gone. It's like they, they, yeah. the, that, that character that, uh, the blue guy that, uh, phased in and out, th- oh, that yeah, was a yeah, great yeah. design. That was a great character. <coughs> one and done. I, and, you know, it's just not where he's at I, right I, now, headspace yeah. wise.
1: Like the thing is, is, uh, what's funny, you, I, I'm totally with you. So mm-hmm. let me just say that, A, I am totally with you. And, B, I totally went through this, like, range of emotions. But where it clicked for me, it's funny, when we were doing our interview with uh, Michelle Fife of Copra, he said, "Uh, you know, we were talking about, like, you know, oh, Savage Dragon, new TV show or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but Eric's done all that. He's like, but he's done yeah. all that. So, like, and, and, you know, he doesn't want to do that again. And it's kind of, like, funny because, like, at that moment it clicked for me. I was like, oh, yeah, wait, wait. Like we know this about him. Like he doesn't like to do the same shit. Like I I guess it's funny it is kind of like a false start is what's really was bad about Scourge is because it seemed like we he was building up this new yeah. overlord, but that wasn't what ended up happening. And so it's that kinda of like, you know, supervillain blue balls is what you got. <laughs> but this era this era of she's done and <laughs> title of the episode super blue ball super <laughs>
3: super villain vi- blue
1: balls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but like super villain blue balls. but
1: basically it's like that is just and I guess again you know you you absolutely I'm not here to invalidate or clap back or shout down what you're saying I'm just saying that um I think that. There is also value and merit in the, It final, it's so funny, it really hit me when I was preparing for this year-end review, because I was feeling the same way a lot, and then as like as I went back and read these, I was like, you know, I feel like he's kind of hitting his stride with this done-in-one shit. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's like with the god, you know, Ragnarok and Ants Illuminati, well,
3: and then... Can't you do a one-and-done and not necessarily kill the villain? I would also like and leave to see room more. for the villain to reappear. I, down the road. I also would like to see more recurring. But then again, it is comics. There's nothing to say the villain can't reappear. Like the Chain Man can't come back or whatever. Well, I think but, the yeah.
2: Chain Man at least was, you know, left open to where he could return. Where you know,
3: yeah.
2: uh, you know, Scourge. If somebody's got the the outfit, they could maybe do it. But uh, it, it's. It, it makes it harder when you, you kill them off. And, you know, I, I, I don't mind a one and done story or an all in one mm-hmm. story, but have it propel a greater story, you know, have have a yeah. spirit. And that's
1: what I was saying is I think the greater focus has been on just their family issues, their family, yeah. the children, raising the kid that can kill you. You know dealing with the tr- I think that it's funny because like it that's when it hit me where I was like, "Oh you know the new model isn't I'm gonna have a villain get strong and come back and have repeating the, the the on the actual thread that actually is there is Malcolm's family problems
3: yeah that's
1: what that's what recurs so he's like not doing recurring villains which I again let me just i want to say this again I'm not I'm totally with you, dudes. Like, I'm so... I was so fucking sad when Scourge got poked to death. But... And I I also want to see, like, recurring fucking thorns in Malcolm's side. For sure. But I just want to say that... I, like, to say that there's nothing... There's recurring shit. It's he switched yeah. gears. It's the family I, shit I is that. his focus. Like, that's it. Little baby Maddie was crawling around at the beginning of this year. Now, she's holding hands and walking. You like, know, I... Shit's you know, I agree.
2: I agree with you because well, I'm, I'm I, you know, I like that scene where Angel uh, tries to join Malcolm in the shower. You know, yeah. I I yeah. enjoy that stuff, but I guess I can see you still need to have that. You know, you can still have the family drama, but mm-hmm. you still need to have, you know, some sort of. Anchor out there that is is greater than uh, a one and done, you know, kind of villain uh, or or something, you know, where the villain's defeated, yes, in in a one issue, but he's not gone, you know. Uh, that's what right. I always liked about Powerhouse. Powerhouse would go against Dragon, uh, and we would see him th- them fight you'd still have those intimate moments with dragon and whoever be it alex or be it when uh he didn't know what was going on with ann stevens uh when they had that kind of thing going on but you had it to where okay you knew that you know Chickenhead was still out there you know uh, they yeah. they they'd go to There they were going to cross, cross paths, paths again and, yeah he was now the leader of the vicious circle and you'd be excited yeah. to see him yeah
3: yeah it was like an easter egg or something for long time readers too it would be like oh shit this guy's back again you know you know what's going on now but you know just to to carry this in another direction i i do really enjoy how he put together the issues this year even with the one in done which i do favor more of like maybe the longer arcs but you know, to add on to what Raven said, every issue is kind of ties around the family, but then to put interesting kind of uh, villains or obstacles in Dragon's Way each issue, or Malcolm's Way, I should say. But So like 241, we get the introduction of Captain Tootsie pretty much right. in that cool battle, and he becomes a major character from 241. Yeah. 242... We get to see the fan-favorite Ant come back and get a little taste of maybe what her comic's going to be like, and that was kind of fun, and that was different. And then 243 was an amazing issue because it was basically kind of a glimpse of what Savage Dragon will look like if it was about the kids or or Amy. And then you go to 244, which is, again, another fan-favorite, Powerhouse. It gave the the old-time fans kind of... They're jolly to see see Powerhouse back on on the page. Um, And then 245, The Chain Man, something for new readers, like this new, cool-looking character. Um, And then top it all off by bringing back this guy, Scourge, who's been kind of a major character. So, you know, it wasn't just like... Beating up ugly and unlimited guys or demonoids. Oh, and then 247, the, the demonoid guy, which was a much better character than I think any of us could have guessed.
1: And wrapped up that arc. Like I said, if you look from yeah. 240 to 247, I could say in 17 issues, if you never saw the demonoids again, that's kind of a cool rap.
3: Yeah. But if he shows yeah, up, it's, a, it's awesome. He did a good job mixing it all up so it's not just, oh, yeah. you know. Same, different villain, just more fighting, you know, like, there's a lot of, a bunch of different things going on, and it it was fun, so I'll give him that, like, I enjoyed I'm with you on that,
2: you know, I, and I, like I said before, the art has been top-notch this year, I mean, it's been killer, uh, every issue has been great, um, yeah, and the coloring is just, well, yeah, I've already, I've already, you know, verbally blown
3: Nikos, <laughs> but I would, you know, we were even talking about the last couple of issues, like two forty six, which really stuck out for us. In two forty seven, like we've just been noticing, like a big change and the coloring is even better lately um, than it has been. And it's always it's been great for a while. Um, and I do like how Nikos kind of mixes it up every once in a while. But um, it seems like whatever he's doing now is really fits the book. And I know Jim hates when I say this, but Uh, honest
1: to god, uh, I just had a a huge smack in the face over how important it is to have a colorist who knows how to work for print and digital, because Mm -hmm. it's just me, but when I, of course, you know, behind the curtain, everyone knows, listeners know, that we get an advanced review issue digitally, but then of course, I'm going to run out and get this shit physical too, Right? like I'm not going to have a gap in my collection, and When I get the physical copy, like, the colors to me look even fucking better in print. But it's only because they're designed with print in mind. And I bought a book recently. I'm not going to shit on it book. I just keep it a secret. But I just could not believe how shitty it looked in print. And it wasn't that. It was just... I could tell, because I'm, you know, colored for years myself digitally as well. I could tell that this was some shit that was designed for the computer Um, Even clumsy design layout stuff like a double page spread where a character's face would be right in the middle where the split is. And so you're introduced to a character for the first time. This is the first time you're laying eyes on their face and it's split in two by a page. Mm. It was horrible. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, this looked perfect on a computer. And nobody even thought about how it would look in print. And it's terrible. And so I just want to say, like, what a gift it is to have a creative team that knows how to make shit for print. Like, is working the shit out of the format, and their stuff looks as good or even better in print, if you're you know inclined to like that. So, yeah, it's a huge gift, man. Like, 247, which is, of course, the most recent coloring we have access to, it just looks fucking fantastic in color. I mean, in print. Like, I can't even believe it. (laughs) I can,
3: yeah, I, I can, God, I can just see those textures. No, so yeah,
2: I've been. Nikos has been coloring some of my stuff, and I've just been blown away by what he's doing. And it does transfer over from what I see on the screen to what it looks like in print. I'm just like going, yeah, yeah, I can't say enough about it. And the new techniques that he's doing with the textures and uh, giving it more watercolor painterly feel. Uh I love it. I, I love that it's coming to that it's in Dragon. I love what it what he's doing with his colors. Uh you can even see it on the uh creator owned uh what is the thing uh, that he's doing that's going to be in uh uh two fifty? Um oh uh, the the uh Yankees. Yankee? Oh, right. oh yeah we mentioned yeah. It in the news. I I mean you could even see it there. Yeah, Yankee you can Rebel. even see how he does it there. So uh, he's evolved as a colorist, uh, you know, and he's brought more tools uh, into his, his tool bag, and it shows. It shows on Dragon, and it shows on other things that he's working on. So you know, uh, I, I can't say enough about him as a colorist. He just he brings his A game every time.
1: I even want to say that I think and I, again I noticed it more upon this year-end review than I did even as a regular reader but I think that you know Eric has been attempting uh, some interesting stuff artistically here and there like you know he's been doing some like uh, Bill Sinkevich style like you know sketchy rendering like you know uh, you can see it really well on like Malcolm's nose on the cover of like 251 but I'm just saying, like, if this double page spread in 247, if you want to see what I'm talking about, like, there's just all kinds of just crazy little frantic cross-hatching and sketching, just really mad stuff. And then another thing that I noticed is that he also was using, um, to some great effect, the occasional um, digitally reduced kind of thing. By that, I mean, like, the rice a covers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Were... Were used to great effect, but additionally, um, the bar that they uh, go to, that Malcolm and Maxine go to when they're celebrating the Toronto Raptors' uh, victory, you know, there's some great reduction of a sign there to you know just clearly it's like a reduced photo or whatever. Normally I don't like that stuff, but again he's doing it very well. Uh, in 241 behind Captain Tootsie, uh, you have that fantastic like airport uh, shot. Where Tootsie is at the airport and that's clearly got some kind of like, you know, it's some kind of filtered photo or something like that. But again, normally that bugs me. He's found a good way to make it work. I think it's cool. So even Eric is kind of like just, you know, busting out shit. There's like textures, I noticed, uh, were a thing this year too. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the repeating patterns on characters' clothes, you know, Angel has, or not Angel, but... There's a girl in the mall with Christmas trees on her pants and just little things like that, so uh, a logo Hudson Bay logo on a shopping bag, you know just things like that attention to detail that's easy to neglect, but man it's nice well, it's cool well I like and you that. also
2: see it in two forty five when he's doing uh you know the uh twelve pay or twelve panel grid the amount of detail that he's right. putting in those those panels and the action. Mm-hmm. He, just the 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 panel to panel storytelling and how he moves the camera, how he zooms in and pulls out and what he draws right. and how he draws it and the amount of detail that he's putting in those panels are are mm-hmm. just i think really phenomenal. I I, I think like I said, yeah. artistically uh it was uh seven issues I give him you know 10 out of 10 on, on the seven issues. Yeah. just, he, he killed it.
3: Yeah. You know, we would be uh, remiss to leave out Farron Delgado's contributions, too, throughout the, the whole year. I think this is his first full year on Dragon. I was looking back, I think he started, like, lettering March well, 2018. Yeah. I right. mean,
2: his, how he, his titles, uh, how he, I, I I love it. I love the old school kind of sound effects uh i i love how you know I'm, I'm looking at the chain man uh just how he did the chain man and how his you know that splash page that opening splash page of malcolm wrapped in chains you know right and how the the text goes around it just frames it nicely it helps your eye movement uh the same thing with any of the sound effects and uh, mm-hmm. his lettering is just, especially on the sound effects, and where he puts accents. And it's those accents that can be subtle, uh, that he does so subtly, but yet it, they're so powerful. And you don't
3: even realize how powerful. Malcolm, oh where go. Did, where did Farron come from? Like was he doing professional work before this, or was he just kind of semi pro type? Or that's a that's a good question. I I
2: don't know. I I would like to say that he was doing semi pro stuff.
3: I I don't know. But he wasn't like all over the place. Now he now he is. Now he is. He's he's working for DC. Working for
2: Marvel. Um, I'm telling you, the
1: industry reads Savage Dragon. Like, it's an industry read book. Like, you'll notice, like, whoever's doing shit in Savage Dragon, if they've got any kind of chops, they get scooped up. So, it's, yeah. Of course, he's working for, you know, like, all kinds of people because the work he's done in this book has been fucking oh, incredible. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I, and I love having him letter my stuff. I mean, his his work, yeah, yeah it it's is. It's a treat. It is. He makes me look way better than I am, and he just, like I said, the little accents that he adds, it's just like a, you know, it's just like a fine little twist. You know, you get a, you get a martini, or you get something, you get that twist, you get that, it's just a nice accent.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think enough people put value on lettering, and I didn't until Savage Dragon, and it shows that Eric puts a lot of value into it with the guys that he uses, and I, like you just said, um, Scott, I think it helps make the artwork pop and really improves the artwork with having a great It also letterer. helps the flow. It's, it, it helps
2: <laughs> the flow of the story because a great letterer instinctively knows where the balloon should go. You don't necessarily always have to tell them how the sound effect needs Mm. to be placed or where it needs to be placed sometimes if you give them room to play they're able to help move the story or the eye through the page in a way that uh just amplifies your the artist's natural storytelling
1: it's one of those massively undervalued skills because and it's funny it's incredibly insanely critical Because, of course, in a silent medium like printed comics, your sound has to be visual. So, when you have a visual representation of sound, things like bold letters, you know, uh, things like a sound effect that corresponds to what's happening. You know, Ferran Delgado, somebody's fallen in water, there's going to be a splash, and it's going to look like water that is splashing. If somebody's cutting something and it goes shink, like, there's going to be, like, the word shank is going to be cut sharp. in half or sharp. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if somebody punches someone and says, boom, it's going to look like it's huge and bold. And that is a talent that, honest to God, like, it's nuts how bad corporate comics just butchered that shit, dude. Because the emphasis on taking the, like, life out of lettering is fucking real, dude. They just wanted books done fast and kind of scrapped that emphasis on quality lettering and i yeah i just got to agree that like when you're reading lettering that's bad it's just nowhere near the same experience as reading thoughtful lettering right that's
3: it that's, it, and that's all so can, can we talk about some of the backups i i want to talk about my one of my favorite backups that we had this year and one of my favorite all time just the artist at least um I don't know. You guys probably know what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, we do. The, uh, <laughs> Dragon and Feasel What's the guy's name? No. I, well, I think that was good, too. Oh. But for me, upset. it was more the, the Camel Kachansky art. Um, The one with Mighty Man and Super the Patriot. The Fall yeah. okay. of the Mighty. I don't know where this art. Yeah. I don't know where he picked this artist up. I've never seen his work before, but the guy is good. Yeah. Okay, so for me, it was the uh,
1: other one, the the. Drag. Yeah, I know
0: you guys love that. Well, know? Raven wasn't here when we reviewed that. Uh, our friend of the show, uh, Zach Hawkins, was.
1: I was here. No, oh, Raven, Raven was, was here. I you wasn't. weren't here. Yep. Oh, yeah. You just hurt me, that's all.
0: Yeah, you're forgettable, Raven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Zach was joining us. So that was a uh, beautiful coincidence, because yeah. he's actually a... Uh, Uh, What is he, Jim?
0: P.J. Holden is mostly known from his two thousand AD work on Judge Dredd and others, as well as some other independent work. Uh, I think one of the books he worked on was uh, called uh, (sighs) Department of Monsterology.
1: Yeah, but I loved that one. I love that backup. But I love that one you were talking about, too, uh, Craig. My God, that was a fantastic and even got the back cover, too. So we got the back cover and the backup to go
3: with that one. Robots, zombies, demonoids. But that guy, his art blew me away. I I don't know. It was a good backup.
1: Unbelievable.
2: I feel like it
0: was somewhat familiar. Like, he had done something before as a backup. But I can't place it. Not that I remember. I've
2: I've seen him someplace before. And I would have to... Out of the two that you guys have been talking about, I would have to go with the Super Patriot and... uh, uh, mighty man, mighty man. Um, the,
3: the the. I'm trying to think of who he looks like. Like what the art looks he, like. He looks, looks
2: really. a little bit like Nikos. You know what? But it's almost like he's the uh, love child of uh, Nikos and David uh, Johnson. Yeah,
1: I would say it's like Dave Johnson and Ashley Wood.
2: Yeah, Ashley Wood, I could see that, too. But I see a okay. lot of Dave Johnson in the way that he does uh, texture.
0: Um, yeah. Also, how he draws uh, yeah. Super Patriot's guns. Puts a lot more detail into them than some
2: people yeah. do.
1: Fantastic camera work, though. I'm talking about like just fantastic loved, Yeah, I love shooting
2: through the, t- the, the uh, jaw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you see Mighty Man... There with the bloody fists and then looking at his hands afterwards, you know, uh, just great. You know, you've got almost that Citizen Kane kind of uh, cinematography with the uh, camera angles.
3: But even on his... uh, uh, Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I I was trying to think of who... I was thinking of Dennis Cowan's art. Like, if you looked at his uh, deadlock... um, Deathlock, I mean, a uh, comic from the '90s. Mm-hmm. That's where the vibe I got from it. I don't know if you guys remember Dennis Cowan, D N Y S C O W A N. No, but listeners, please Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. He did a lot of milestone comics. Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, who who was that again?
3: Dennis Cowan.
0: Oh yes, okay. I'm aware of them. Didn't they draw the question in the '80s? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. I'm familiar.
3: He's got that kind of a scratchy yeah, style. Absolutely. Um it's if you look up like nineties Deathlock comics, like that he was he did that series and that series was really cool. But that's what it, it reminded me of. And when you first review it, I, I had that in the tip of my tongue and I just remembered it now. But I don't know. Listeners, if you agree, let me know.
1: That's what these year end reviews are for, baby. So we can take that nostalgic look back with new fresh minds. Um, I was just going to throw in that even on the subtle things, like the panel where Super Patriot is uh, reaching down to Betsy and he says, I know about the horrors of war. I've lived through too many of them. You know, that's just strong ass camera work, you know, where Super Patriot is like higher up in the panel, really selling his big, you know, like powerful adult style. You know, he's a hero presence with the sun behind him hitting on his mask. And then, you know, she's just, you know, a kid. And just like, you know, shorter and smaller in the panel and stuff. Just that's solid cartooning, baby. That's fucking great. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. So, yeah, this was strong as hell. Um, I see why it's your favorite. I'm going to stick with mine because I just like, you know, I thought Dragon was funny and goofy. And felt good to see the old man just for a little bit. (laughs) It kind of uh, fulfilled the promise that we had um, been told that, you know, hey. We can see Dragon in backups. It's fine. We'll see flashbacks, things we didn't see, you know, because people were bitching. Right. And I use that as a great selling point, too. I was like, yo, dudes, you know, if you, if you say you miss Savage Dragon, buy this issue. He's in it. Like, you know, All right. fuckers. Yep. Get in on it. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it's good. And um, Jim, Scott, I didn't hear your favorite backups. Oh. Or did I?
0: Well, no. I mean, my favorite backup was probably also the Super Patriot Money Man one. Okay.
2: You know what? Uh, non Eric backups, I would have to say that's it. Um, I did like the reworking of the Dragon Ant. Uh, I yeah. thought that, that I thought treat. that was a treat. I liked the coloring on it. I liked how it was kind of the old school. I liked the reworked. Uh, uh, you know yeah. seeing the original dialogue <laughs> uh, the original dialogue but uh, you know talking about fresh new i would have to say the super patriot uh mighty man was my favorite that you know new uh artists uh coming in doing savage dragon uh but uh it it was nice to actually see eric's original treatment for that uh and uh dragon from uh uh, spawn
1: fuck i even liked um i mean it's again you know you these year-end reviews man it's it's worth looking back because you just don't realize how much you're getting with seven issues of savage dragon it's nuts But, like, I even like the, like, Night Watchman Kid Galahad. And I even like the Aquaria backup. Like, just so much variety in a seven-issue
2: span. You know, it's insane. I always liked the variety Mm -hmm. with Dragon. I was not a big Aquaria fan. Just, I I didn't like it when it first came. Just me personally. It was an art taste. Not a big fan of Aquaria. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, the other stuff... Maybe it's because it has nothing to do with Dragon. Maybe it's a mixture of that and, and art style. Uh, I, like I have said before, I have a hard time, if I'm not a fan of the art, actually reading the story. The story could be great. It could be the next, uh, you know, uh, Watchmen. And if I'm not into the story, that's j- just it.
1: Let me say, I also was super fucking pleased to see G-Man return.
3: Oh yeah, like yes. God damn! Yeah, what those strips tr- are funny. What
1: a
2: triumphant return! Like, and I like how it's colored damn. now. I mean, that's you know really cool. Yeah, it, different. You know than the actual. Okay, here we got the flat colors, making it look old school, like the old, you know, newsprint comics. I thought was. You know, a, a a brilliant move on that part. You know,
3: on Chris's part. Yeah.
1: And even the even the funnies, um, I just think that like the funnies were like killing it like all this year too.
3: Dude, how funny was the latest one, um, where he did like the old timey ads. Yes, dude. Oh.
1: Yes, Adam Pruitt, shout out. Shout yeah. out. That shit was fucking great.
3: I don't know. Just like and he got as uh, a FinCast ad. Yeah, his, yeah. He did a, bu- all, a bunch <laughs> of those little fake
0: ads, and they were all really cute.
1: I just think that, uh, like I said, even though it was only seven issues, you know, I was prepared to really harp on like the quantity or whatever. Like doing this review, I was just like, "God damn, dude! 2019 was still pretty sweet." Well, the quality,
2: like, the quality was stellar. Yeah, you know, you can live with the quantity if the quality stellar.
1: I don't like to throw shit under the bus. I don't like to tear something down to make another thing, uh, you know, build another thing up. But I'm going to in this instance. Just as a... Because one of the only other recurring things that I bought, like, every month this year was uh, the new Fight Club. And it's funny because as I read through Fight Club, I was just, like, the art's beautiful. Can't slight that. Famous author. So you'd think story was good, but just wasn't, like, fucking doing it for me, and I just... The second one kind of pulled it out at the end and was okay, and I was hoping for that, but it was just incredibly disappointing, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, it's so crazy, because here's, like, Fight Club, you know, high-profile comic, you know, whatever else, blah, 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 and it... The most it had for extra content was there was a little, like, fake newspaper advice column in the front. And you I just blast through an issue of that and just feel empty. You know, there's, like, no real, like, thrill. It's just like, oh, you know, this art's cool, but this story just kind of sucks, you know. And it's just kind of like, even, like, we were talking about larger arcs and all this stuff. And I was just like, you know, seven issues of Savage Dragon did more than the entirety of Fight Club 3. I was insanely disappointed. So just really like, I always joke that like Savage Dragon's king of the heap every time I pick it up. Like whenever I'm buying it it's the best comic I have that week. But it's true, man. Just there's so much shit in a single issue of Savage Dragon. There's pin-ups and back-ups
2: and strips. Well, again, you have to go back yep. and take a double, uh, a double take or uh, another look because there's things that you miss on that first pass through you're like okay I can read this I can skim it and read it really quick but then once you start to look at the artwork and how it uh, how the art and the words coincide and mesh there's things that you subtleties that you catch on the second read
3: and that and then you find yourself talking about it for two hours (laughs) with your friends yeah (laughs) true (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, But yeah It was was A good year I thought I I would agree I would agree 100% Yeah um,
1: Absolutely 2019 I was super prepared to come in And be talking about what more You know I wish there was this more issues Or this or that Or it would have been cool if this happened You know what Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, You you know do we always wish there were more issues yes but looking at the issues we got we got good issues we got solid issues and to think yeah we're starting a new decade of savage dragon come
3: next year yeah yeah well i i think what helped it out too this year is it was a lot of fun reading those ninja turtle comics again in color which tied in a lot with savage dragon absolutely get it you know for me i'm a huge fan of eric's old spider-man so just get, getting to pop in and check in on on the the eric larson spider-man was fun you know uh, we got cap so, to look forward to as as much as it's yep yep for me as much as it got i was
1: it. just gonna add those were new issues and mm-hmm. so for me i you know i didn't really even feel such a drought because like i was having new savage dragon related experiences this year like all the time through turtles so thank yeah. you guys for doing that turtle stuff, and also Craig. I mean, I know that we're going to dedicate like more time to it. We don't have time to really talk much about it now, but uh, also Savage Dragon Johnny Raygun was
3: yeah, absolutely. I was going to say fucking that. treat. That's, that's we good, really
0: need yeah. to get to reviewing that sometime soon.
1: Absolutely, but just I'll leave it at it, it was good. Craig, say something you know, about it. Uh,
0: yeah Yeah,
3: well no it was good (laughs) we'll we'll review it 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 was a long time coming i mean that's something that that rich woodall who you know listeners remember we interviewed a few episodes back but it was really a labor labor of love for him and something that he was you know super stoked to have his you know he's a longtime savage dragon fan so it was fun i think for him and it shows and You know, this is a book that's really been uh, 10 plus years in the making.
1: Um, Just really, I think, like, it's cool because overall 2019 was fucking jam-packed as far as Savage mm -hmm. Dragon stuff goes. Jim, didn't we start retro reviews this year? We did.
3: Yeah, that was fun.
1: And that has been a lot. I read new shit for retro reviews or old shit that I had read, but I just had your fresh perspectives on it, you know.
3: Uh, the other thing that was fun too is that even though it was a uh, you know a seven ep- issue year, we we really pushed to try to do an episode every two weeks instead of the once a month, and I think that's also kind of kept us sharp on Savage Dragon, and it's kind of been fun. I, I like that trying to be more structured. Absolutely, and and it's been working out pretty well. So
1: yeah, I laughed because I was like we, I was thinking about everything, and I was like, you know, we usually interview eric once a year and because there were only seven issues this year went by we didn't talk to him yeah it's so funny but like at the same time like it just felt like savage dragon like oriented content non-stop it felt good i've been having a great time you know talking with you guys and listeners are really you know appreciate like we've had a lot of i think good listener interactions too and mm-hmm. contributions like uh again, I hate to kid just keep dropping, you know, but friend of the show, uh, Michelle Fife brings back that like in two uh, f- forty seven legendary letter hack, Olaf Beamer reappeared. After yeah. after like a decade. He said he's been like a decade since he uh what'd he say, fifteen years since his last letter, a decade since he read the book. Wow. wow. And he came back after being gone all that time, and he said he was just, like, blown away, you know, Malcolm's got a family and all this stuff. And so he's like, yeah, you got me for life. He was like, everybody was shocked. He was like, I'm, I'm back. I'm never going to quit. And it's funny because, like, <laughs> Michelle brought it. He was like, oh, dude, oh, you know, Olaf is back. And I was like, "I had, that name seemed familiar. I was like, Olaf Beamer. I was like, I got to look this up. If you yeah. look up letter hacks on Wikipedia, his name is second on the list. Wow. It's fucking crazy. So kind of a well-known letter hack. It's nuts um big year dude small issue count big year
3: what i what i would like to do and i don't know if i'm putting anyone on the spot or anything but i would love to like go around and just you guys put together kind of like your top five moments of savage dragon or savage dragon related stuff for the year like what were you super stoked about either in the comic or the merchandise that came out whatever it is like off the top of your head, like, five things if we want to just go around. Yeah, I think
1: it's good just, just to cap it
3: off. Who wants to take the lead? You want uh, I will. Well, I can go first, or you can go forever if someone
2: I'm needs ready. some time
0: whenever you you Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you want? Top five?
3: Good. Your top, yeah, personal just a top, top five. Top five, five, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be about the story. It could be an issue that came out, or it could be whatever, you know just top five uh fincast related stuff so go ahead uh james you wanna you wanna go um, uh, um scott
2: the the home maxine uh self medicating i thought was awesome um i i just i really liked uh i, I really like the direction that's going uh i also like the direction with angel and uh her her, her pursuing uh Malcolm, I think that can lead into a lot in the next year to come. Um I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, the next bad guy. You know, uh, besides Dart, though, that cover is killer. Coming up with, uh, you know, it, it, is it the, the 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 six? Who knows? Um. Uh, what am I at? Three or four? Three? Oh, great! Got to come up with two more. <laughs> it's all right. You, don't you, have you know hell. what? I, I'm and enjoying uh, what's going on with the kids and the character development uh, with the kids. I'm looking forward to that, um, and I'm looking forward to what Eric's going to be doing creatively with his art. Uh, be it storytelling, yeah. panel to panel. Uh, you know, he always seems to bring something into the mix where he experiments. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to something like that this year.
1: Fuck yeah. Right cool. on. Cool.
2: Who's next? Oh, go for it, Raven. All right,
1: I got a go real ahead, easy Jim? list, real short. Short and sweet, fellas. Number five, The Fin Rip absolutely yes. brutal like I, like I said I'm always amazed with so many fights and slugfests that he can still do new shit after 26 yeah. years of monthly fights that he can still do something uh, fresh and visceral you know the whole Craig you draw my attention to it the holes in Malcolm's skull it was just so brutal mm. and I think it's going to lead us to uh, in continuity Paul Dragon Finn for at least an issue Yes, so, and, I, and I think it's so cool that that's going to be on Malcolm. You know, not Original Dragon, but on Malcolm. like his son.
3: Dude, how bummed are you going to be if next issue it's like <laughs> skipping time and he's got a full thing back?
1: I admit, dude, I'm going to be bummed. I'm going to be pretty darn. If we don't get like a page, one splash page, I'm going to be sad. Because I think Old Dragon was fun with their show like bits of him growing back slowly. Uh, yeah. With the small hand is exactly what I'm thinking of. But, like, I, I think it's a cool <laughs> thing in Savage Dragon that he doesn't have Wolverine and Hulk instant healing. Shit takes time. So I think that's neat. Number four, the Demon King. Uh, just, we already said it. I'm not going to beat it to death. But he was just so much more interesting than I was prepared for him to be. Uh, I'll admit, I just thought he was going to just be a strong demonoid that could talk good. He ended up being kind of empathetic. He he kind of, he was, like, intriguing. Like, I wanted to know about his adventures. Like, he'd been all over the world, and I just I was like, man, this guy's interesting. Number three, Amy's beatdown of Celsius. That was something I wasn't, I just generally hate kids. (laughs) I don't think kid (laughs) shit is interesting. I'm sorry. I generally hate kids. I just fucking do. They suck. Like, the new Ghostbusters, I'm bummed it's going to be about kids. Like, I'm just, I fucking don't find kids fucking good or interesting. They suck shit. (laughs) But, I wasn't prepared. For Amy's fight to be so fucking awesome, and it was incredibly over the top. She was incredibly brutal, and she just absolutely clowned the shit out of him. And it was fantastic action that I wasn't prepared to for it to have. So I was like, "Man, this is cool. This is good." Number two, Ants Illuminati subplot. Incredibly interesting stuff. Um, I just.
3: You think that's going to tie in with the comic or? The backup in 250? I am so
1: sad to confess that I think that we're just not going to get any more. But I would love if there was more.
3: Well, we're definitely getting an ant backup. Illuminati. But I mean, I'm just saying. You're you're talking that part. Oh, you're talking about there won't be any more. Yeah, I know
1: we'll get more ant, but I just think that Illuminati subplot is not going to get too touched on. Because, you know, Dragon's a book that focuses on as much as it can, and there's a lot of irons in the fire, and. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we never heard more about that again. But I wish we would, and I liked it. I thought it was a really cool concept and a really cool idea. And I don't know. I just thought that was so cool with the body snatching of the gods and the old man falling out of Ragnarok. And I was like, that's so so cool. That's such a good slant on that, and it's interesting. And lastly, lastly, surprise probably, number one for me, captain tootsie being repulsed by modern society it was it was both appropriate and hilarious and i think it makes his end character really interesting and i think that captain tootsie i know that we're actually surprisingly and we didn't mention it during our year in review but we're like out of the sexy era i think like we're out like yeah, it's it, i think you're i think right. we're done i think it's over and I think we're back to the Austin Powers, you know, genitals hiding behind things era, which is fine. I don't care,
3: but I'm which we kind of saw with the Demon King, yeah,
1: big time. Um, but I think that I would like to see how jarring it is for Captain Tootsie to date. You know, I, I would like, <laughs> yeah, because you know he's going to he be completely out of whack with whoever he dates, yeah. like completely different, like not aligned at all. And I would like to see Captain Tootsie in normal situations, like trying to. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, we're talking about quieter moments being great opportunities for characterization. You know, Tootsie's already proven to be a killer wingman in seven issues.
3: Good comic relief. Yeah,
1: funny. Yeah. Like, just let it, and and valuable, introduced Greta as an an important way to help take care of Maddie. So, like, yeah, just keep, keep more Tootsie. The year of Tootsie, baby. Keep it going. I'm done. Cool. Jim? Um... All right, top five.
0: The throwdown between, mm. well, seeing Powerhouse again, Powerhouse, Flash, Mercury, and uh, Fever, the yep. crew. A- absolutely um, agree. It, I, While I don't think the, the finale of the fight is that great, I do think it is a, puts a wrinkle in Powerhouse as a character going forward that his weakness is now public knowledge. Uh, but it's just cool to see him back in action.
1: That's uh, a really good point.
0: <laughs> um... I also really liked uh, Ant's backstory more being in the book. Just getting a taste of what Ant could be if we ever see it in its own standalone comic again. Uh, that's two. So three. <sighs> uh, shoot, this is hard. Cause you guys <laughs> you guys covered so much. Um, you can repeat, yeah, stuff, yeah, repeat you know? No, I, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, Greta, reforming. Be- becoming a yeah. not so much an ally but the live-in maid who also you know is super powered so you can presumably have her in action scenes in the future as like defending the kids or just mixing it up in general yeah because uh, she's still a super powered robot she's just uh reprogrammed mm-hmm. so there's lots of possibilities there yeah uh, number four I really like the look of the the uh the bay guardian.
1: Oh
4: yeah, I would like to yeah. see
0: him again. Although I don't, can't think of any real opportunities that that would come up because
1: I think he just got injured in his fight. Uh, right, so he's still around for now. If I, I th- can give you some hope in the letters column to 247, Eric responds by saying he would like to have Malcolm visit more cities.
0: Yeah, uh, and finally, number five, Captain to- Captain Tootsie in general. Yeah. Captain Tootsie is yeah. just a great looking character, and he's the kind of of out-of-time sort of character that I can really, you know, enjoy. And I'll I'll agree, he is kind of cooler than Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just visually, Daredevil's fine, but I don't know, there's something about Captain Tootsie that I like more. Yeah, big time. I agree. I just think visually he's more interesting, even though Daredevil does have that split color thing going on, I just never found him very compelling. Yeah, I agree.
1: Craig, that's you, man.
3: All right. Well, going last, you guys covered a lot of the stuff, so I'll go through it real quick. Um, starting with number five, um, for me, one of my favorite things of this year is that splash page with the chain man in the Bay Guardian. That that double page on the you know the hills of San Francisco that blew my mind when I when I flipped to that. That I hadn't seen a splash page, a double splash, looked that cool in a while. That that was Hell neat. Yeah. Um that was a lot of fun to see uh, number four for me Captain Tootsie joining the cast so we talked about that I pretty much echo everything you guys say number three the powerhouse reappearance always a joy to see powerhouse he's one of my favorite villains he's so he's goofy he's so goofy but he, at the same time he's very intimidating looking he's a weird character that just works for some reason he's got like a hay head you know but he just <laughs> works you know he, He's just good. I don't I don't understand it, but he's good. You're right. You're um, right. It, it, it's just something that only works in Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon is great, so great good. weirdos. Yeah, so good. Um, number two, for me, uh, as much as I didn't like it, it was very shocking, and it's just a, a testament for how cool Savage Dragon is, is the Scourge death. It was like... <laughs> I didn't like it, but I liked it because it's I like it because it's surprising. Yeah. Like even though it's like, oh, you know, of course he's going to kill him, but at the same time you're like, is And he then you kill didn't him? realize you know? how soon he was going but, to kill him. Yeah, but you know, you always like I think we all were pretty set, you know, set in the mindset that he was going to be like the next big villain or yeah. at least make it to 250 and and have Send a big, off. you know, massive you know, fight there, yeah, so for him to be like, really, that's it, that's how he's going down, like, man, like, I don't know, it's just, Eric is a master of keeping us surprised, I think, you know, there's very few times that I really guess what exactly is going to happen in Savage Dragon, which is amazing, because I don't think I could write a book, or many people could write a book for that many issues, so anyhow, uh, my number one and Raven you pretty much said everything that I could say about it is the fin rip that i I just surprised that that hasn't happened sooner in Savage Dragon and like you said it's just a, it's just cool that you can keep coming up with like different stuff and different types of injuries or whatever but that fin rip is like that's something I think everyone was like would think that that would have happened sooner than later oh
1: yeah
3: <laughs> um, and it was just like holy shit it finally happened and it looks messed up, and I just really hope that we get a little Paul Dragon-type cameo-type yeah, Finn next uh, issue. So, that's it for me. Uh, just a couple honorable mentions. I, the Greta Gearbox, uh, again, I think that's cool. Uh, Jim hit that up. And the Savage Dragon-Johnny Raygun crossover, I was stoked to see that finally Absolutely. Uh, make it to the printer.
1: You can feel the love. I'll just add that. you can, As you read it, you can... Feel the love. It's an awesome little (laughs) crossover. Yep.
0: Cool. So I think that's it. Uh, I guess we should ask one last thing. Uh, What are we all looking forward to
3: in 2020? Uh, One thing I do want to say is, the listeners, if you want to send us your top five moments or things about Savage Dragon, uh, send it to savagefincast at gmail.com or the Eric Larson fan uh, Facebook page. Um, and we'll read your kind of top five moments in Savage Dragon, or top five Savage Dragon comics, or whatever it is that you liked over the past year. We'll read it on the next episode. Yeah, your
1: 2019 centric top five list. But I, I agree with you, Jim. Take it away, man. That's a good call. Oh, I don't really <laughs> have No, you were saying what do we want to see in 2020?
2: Yes. I want to see uh, what Eric does experimentally, art-wise. But yeah, that's but every I, year. I guess... <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see what he... what he, exactly, Yeah, what because he always comes come up, up with something new. Uh, be it, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a... Uh, a uh, X number panels this way, or I want to do a... Uh, digest issue uh, that that also could be uh, formatted to a regular comic. He always seems to be very creative in what he brings artistically. Uh, that, and I want to see mm-hmm. where we go with Maxine and Angel. That story arc. You know, because they're becoming more frenemies than uh, BFFs. Well, I'm certainly
0: hoping Angel isn't you know, incom- completely incapacitated from her current in- injuries, because I, I really don't like her not being in the book. Oh, I agree. I think mm-hmm. she's a great character.
2: Oh, great, character. great character.
3: What about you, Raven?
1: Baby, I'm short-sighted. For me, it's all about 250.
3: Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. That
1: is promising to be a big status quo change, a shake-up. Of course it's going to be 100 pages I'm down for every single cover I can't wait to see that Rob Liefeld cover I don't even give a fuck Haters Be Gone I can't wait to see it I'm not even a Scotty Young fan But I want to see Scotty Young's cover I'm so I I gotta
3: see Walt Simonson's cover Dude you ain't fucking kidding
1: And I'm excited to see what the Scott James of the world do With the sketch cover With the classic logo (laughs) You know Oh, With the state fair zucchinis, yes, dude, <laughs> the legendary Mister Monster.
3: <laughs> so
1: I can't wait. I, I'm 250 for me. 2020 is 250. I'm I'm yeah, hyped.
3: Yeah, I want to know what the backups are going to be all about. I want to know if there's going to be any extra pinups. Yep. I want to I want to see the covers. I want to smell the pages of that gigantic issue. Yes, dude. Yes. Is it going to be square bound? I told him. I told him. Yeah, to likely. It.
1: I told them at the shop, I said, every single cover.
3: cha That's yeah. ridiculous.
1: And they were like, whoa. I was like, dudes, don't act like I don't
2: always do this. Raven the High Roller. Give <laughs> me all those fucking covers. Yeah. Let it roll, Let's baby. Let it roll. Daddy's <laughs> on a streak.
3: Yeah, that's that's uh, That's really my big focus. That's you too? And I just... And I think even beyond 250, what's 251 going to yeah. be? What's the aftermath? Yeah. Because that's uh, if you look at these major issues, it's like there's always something unexpected happens. And it's like, oh, all right, well, you you get done reading that anniversary issue and you're like, shit, where do we go from here? Yeah. So. Fucking A. Cool.
1: Gentlemen. Always an incredible, fun time talking Savage Dragon with you. I really, truly love it. As a listener only, I used to always say, Thank you for enhancing my Savage Dragon experience. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. And everybody, I hope you had an awesome 2019. Here's looking to an awesome 2020 in issue 250 and beyond. And Scott, thanks for joining us. No, I us appreciate on this. you guys having me. I,
2: I, anytime I can talk Dragon
3: with you guys, I. I love it yeah it's a lot of fun having you on you, you a lot of great input and insights which makes it cool And so we appreciate you being on poor
1: Jim fought an absolutely vicious illness to be here and I just thank you for struggling through it man and I mean Craig you just fucking won the game so I did I won the game I look game. forward to your comic no you just lost the game <laughs> so thank you everyone and have a fucking kick-ass new year happy
4: Happy New 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 year peace